0: This is Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, and this is my co-host, Spencer. We want to bring you an American perspective on the world game. Welcome back to another episode of Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, and I am here with my guy, Spencer. Spencer, how are we doing today, buddy? You doing all right? I'm doing wonderful, Andrew. It's It's been a tough uh, week for you.
1: Not been the best of weeks soccer-wise, but can't bring me down. It's it's Fish Fry Friday. Fish and Fries on Fish (laughs) Fry Friday today, Andrew. So say that say that five times fast fish and fries on fish fry friday jesus christ fish and that's where and we are fr- yeah i noticed that's that on the way are. home on, on, on the way home today <laughs> from work i literally was like driving past like a church and they're like oh fish fry today like wow i was like wow it is like first fish fry weekend and we're recording our episode today like kind of funny but uh if you're you know gertrude from Greensboro or whatever there's no hush puppies no cod no uh catfish here just uh hot soccer takes that's all that's all that we're serving hot and fresh
0: and we got them hot and fresh coming your way with that said Spencer is it time to just get into it bud we've had a lot of personal issues with our teams we've had a lot of great soccer moments uh I'm kind of thinking maybe we start with start with the good start with something we can at the very least both enjoy um, and that is in the Champions League, Liverpool gets out to a fun 2-0 lead and then absolutely falls apart to Real Madrid at Anfield. Holy cow. Spencer, what were your thoughts? Because uh, I know we were in the same uh, text message there with with our guy Zach, um, Liverpool fan, <laughs> and they deteriorated quickly. What were your thoughts as as the game was going on there?
1: Um, selfishly, my thoughts were, yes, like I loved this because Liverpool, look, Liverpool is the boogeyman to Manchester City. They have been over the last several years. So to see them have the unraveling in the Champions League, selfishly, I, I enjoyed it a bit, but I I did feel bad for our guy, Zach, for sure. It was a tough, (laughs) tough 45 minutes that second half for any Liverpool supporters for sure.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I don't I don't know how how bad I feel for it. I mean, they had just come off this epic incredible 1-0 win over Everton. They were rolling. You Madrid should have just bent over and not even tried, but somehow they were somehow and correct me if I'm wrong, is Real Madrid a better team than Everton? Is that maybe what we should take away and maybe maybe Liverpool's not fully back after a uh one nil was it two maybe one or maybe it was two nil i can't remember that far back but win at the weekend well they also like they had the everton one but they're also they were coming off the newcastle win which
1: did feel kind of significant right like
0: okay true fair fair fair, fair, fair i'll
1: give them i'll give them their flowers because i i think we we talked the last time we convened we had talked about the everton game and we were saying you know like I don't think either of us put a lot of stock into the Liverpool is back after they beat Everton. I was just like, you'd expect that. Right. But right. I think
0: but, but other people sure did. And I sure had to listen to it on a bunch of podcasts and everything else all week. So, right. That, yeah. That is, I, that is what's sticking in my mind. Go go ahead. Right. You're, right.
1: You're right. Yeah. But I lived the exact same experience as you. And I was like, you know, let's see after the Newcastle game. Yeah, let's maybe I'll make some assumptions that, and they, you know handled Newcastle very handedly. So I was starting to be like, okay. Now there's there's smoke here. Is Liverpool maybe back and Real Madrid just said no. Uh, there was a small little flame that was like it's like when you have a bonfire in the backyard and you have that like, that one little spark flies out and somebody goes and stomps on it on the ground. That was Real Madrid and Kareem Benzema basically just stomping <laughs> Liverpool into the core of the earth basically in that second half.
0: Oh. And like it was just such a poetic like and and not to keep continue to like shit on Liverpool here. But like the new I'll start here. The Nunez goal was so nice, a sensational right? goal. And, and then the problem is Liverpool like and a lot of chirping Thibaut Courtois when it turns out Allison had just as bad of a miscue to give up a goal right? Like the immediate, like, was that the quickest karmic payback you've ever seen in football?
1: That was the quickest I've ever seen the football gods let a team get even probably in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I wanted to ask you, um, at what point, right? Cause we mentioned before that this was two nothing Liverpool. Um, which goal by Real Madrid was it when you thought uh-oh, like when did the siren start going off for you for Liverpool in this game? After which goal? Or which moment even sure. if it's something outside of a goal?
0: No, I, I think I think goal's the right word because as soon as it got that that first goal from Venetia's is just like textbook Madrid, right? If that was the first goal of the game, I think if you're Liverpool, you'd be very worried. But I, I think it's that miscue from Alisson. Right? Because up until that point, you could be like, okay, we've got one, if you're Liverpool, right? Like, we've got one beautiful goal with Nunez. Sala gets the goal on, on an incredibly lucky bad play from Courtois, but we capitalized on it, right? That's been part of Liverpool's issue all year is capitalizing on other teams' mistakes. Then Allison gives an absolute gift back, and that's when I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know that they're going to be able to rebound from this, which is different, I think, than, I mean, you kind of brought it up with talking about, like, they've been kind of the quote-unquote bad guy for the both of us, right? It didn't feel like, okay, yeah, Liverpool will rebound from this. It was like, oh, it felt like a kind of a defeating blow. And give all the credit to Real Madrid, man. Blood in the water, and they absolutely chased it down.
1: Do you put any stock in? That goal was like more deflating? Because the Courtois mistake was really bad, right? It's bad, like he gives it to Salah, Salah buries it. That one's terrible, but... I. (laughs) Like I, for one, when that um Allison mistake that you're referencing happened, the first thing I thought of was Carius in the finals back in what was that 2018 or whatever when he had the throw out that hit business and went in the net. Like it felt a lot yeah. like that. Uh, where like it was the goalie had it, they had time, they were all good, and they just. Through it, or in this instance, kicked oh it, and it, the way it just—it was like almost—it was comical, right? Like it was just it looped <laughs> so high up in the air, and you had at least me watching it personally. I was just sitting there, like, "Where's it gonna land? Where's it?" Like you had time to audibly think right. about it, like, "What's happening? Where is
0: that- the ball? Oh my god!" And and like from that angle, right? Like it's kind of hard to tell whether it fell, like whether it was gonna fall behind the net or into the net, right? Um, like you always hear like somebody puts it in the side net and it looks great for you and half the crowd cheers but mm-hmm. you know it's not a goal it's in the side net it wasn't quite that level of it but big week for Loris Carius, man like <sighs> to have two just horrifying high level goalies make mistakes and then looks like he's going to probably be the starter <laughs> for Newcastle on on Sunday during all the all the other stuff but um, this could quite possibly be Yeah 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 it's it's like I mean it's quite possibly the best
1: redemption week ever for Loris Carius, right? Like, he gets or, those two or mistakes he, or he
0: comes, Or he comes off the top rope and says, oh, you guys want to make mistakes? Watch this. I'm the yeah. king of goalie mistakes <laughs> in Big Mo. I, I genuinely hope he doesn't do that. Um, I will say, like, side, side note, when that Loris Karius, was it was Liverpool, who were they playing in that final? I, that was Madrid also. Madrid also. Thank you. So I was downtown Chicago at a soccer bar with my buddy Jake one of my roommates from college watching that game in like a real like pub setting and feeling. And it was just so like, and again, not to get into like watching the Liverpool like color drain out of their face, but we were literally sitting next to three tables in a row that were singing Mo Salah, Mo Salah running down the wing, like the whole game. Right. And to have that moment and just watch it happen to their face was one of my favorite things I've seen in sports that didn't have to do with my team winning or doing anything to have someone sing at you for an hour when you weren't contesting it. And then just all the blood drained from their face. <laughs> it was
1: just a real it, kick in the dick.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a horrible moment for them, but the hour and a half of singing at an event in Chicago where it could not have possibly been making an impact on the game um, <laughs> was, was enough for me at that point. Um, but no, what, what a game, man. What a kind of resurgence from Real Madrid. Just a barn
1: burner of a game, man. Um, I think there's some big questions about Liverpool we should talk about, but let's give Real Madrid, I guess, their flowers here first. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. I think that for me, uh, and you can tell me if you agree or not, I'd, I I don't know if there's ever been a team in any sport that I've ever watched that has more like mental fortitude than this Real Madrid outlet the last – Eighteen months or yeah. so, like the things they've come through in the Champions League, man. Like what the hell? Like they've, you know, obviously they, they've they've done it to both of us. We've been at the <laughs> at the right. wrong end of Liverpool. there. Yeah, they, yeah, we've been. They've basically just played. I I said earlier they were the boogeyman, uh, Liverpool. That is for City, but Real Madrid's been the boogeyman mm. for everybody in this competition in the last That's eighteen true. months or so. Um, but like this can, is this team ever gonna like lose a game? Like you. You can't kill them. Well, a, the like,
0: no, 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 no. You you can't kill them. But like, you know, if, if you just said like, hey, there's a team with like, like just this kind of veteran leadership, right? Courtois, Modric, David Alaba, Kareem Benzema, like, are they going to like fold, right? Like, even like, uh, who is it? Nacho comes into this game, right? Um yeah, Nacho comes into this game and I think is playing like left back and basically solves all the problems they were having in the first half. There's a couple of really good write-ups about it. It's just like you've just got world-class left backs just coming, you know, world-class center back left backs who can just come in and do a job. Like that's the kind of toughness that like in, a, in an era where everybody's got a lot of turnover and high-priced players, like they get the – we joke about it all the time. They get these guys at a cutthroat rate but they come in and then they keep these guys around Danny Carvajal too. I I left out of kind of that initial group, but you know, it's like, it's like the base of like, okay, things can only be so bad. Right. If you've got that group out there, they may lose the individual game, but if it's a toughness thing, if it's a, if it's a two game, you know, playoff, right. Like the champions league is at this point. Right. I don't, they're not going to fold, man. You got to go, you got to beat them and you can't beat yourself. And that's what kind of ended up, Liverpool kind of ended up doing a little bit too, I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to round out Madrid, it's just, I, I don't know if they're ever going to, I'll believe it when I see it, when they like are killed off in this competition, man, right now, this iteration of Real Madrid. Cause uh, look, you guys had them by the balls last year. We city had <laughs> them by the balls last year. Paris had them by the balls in the round of 16. Like they yeah. continue to do this. It's the type of thing where if you see it in a tie, right almost any of these ties they've had in the knockout rounds over the last last year's competition leading into this year now like this game I mean this tie is not over they will go back to Madrid but you don't feel good about it if you're Liverpool (laughs) when you're down three goals but
0: no they've been
1: dead ish at least in all of these and they just continue to come back it feels fluky every time right but you can't call it fluky when it happens this often it's it's really something to behold. It's one of the most impressive things in the world of sport. I think in general, any sport, mm-hmm. um, just how resilient they are and how they continue to come out on top of these things, man. And you, like I said, I, I would chalk most of these down to luck, like the way they're going. But you, you just you can't I mean, when there's consistent
0: luck. It's when when they're yeah when there's consistent luck. It's a skill at some point, right? Like you know, it kind of comes to like yeah the the mental fortitude of like all right, we're two nil down at Anfield. And most, like most, I think, European teams at that point would be like, you know what, if we can get this, back, you know, if we can only, go, we can overcome a 2-0 deficit at home, right? It'd be easy to kind of try to kill off this game, save it for another day, right? Okay, not our day. We had one really nice goal. We had one fluky goal. Let's try to get one back. But like, you, I think a lot of teams could maybe have an idea of like, let's minimize the damage, right? And Real Madrid said, great, we're going to win by three we are going to go up by three goals in this game and it's going to be completely demoralizing. And like the idea of having that kind of tactic with guys who've been there before and can literally do it is just something almost nobody else has.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, um, look, it sure seems like we're going to be talking about Real Madrid for at least another round in this competition, barring something (laughs) special from Liverpool, but Mm -hmm. let's, let's move it along to them, man. Um, yeah. I guess just to start, what what do you think went wrong in this game, right? They go up two nothing. They're it looks like I missed the first two goals from them, right? I turn it on after the two it's two nothing Real Madrid when I turn it on. And I only see a Real Madrid show basically the rest of this game. But how do you what what went wrong, right? Because this is a team that I think we both have said we respect them so much. They've been thorns in our team's, our club's sides for the last yeah. few years. And this is not a very – liver. this is something Liverpool does to Manchester City or does to Chelsea. This isn't something that happens to Liverpool. So what's – I know it's been an uneven season, but what do you think's going wrong in this particular fixture?
0: Well, I, I think this is kind of like the best highlight of like the best you can hope for from Liverpool this season and then kind of like the worst of what you can hope for from Liverpool this season. That first Nunez goal, which is a beautiful little flick from him, Right. Like just like literally a world-class touch. Like Courtois, Courtois got like no chance basically doesn't see that ball coming. It's a really nice quick build up. right? They're doing all the Liverpool things of getting wide, moving the ball around. And honestly they look pretty good for most of the first half, right? Like at least in the way that they played, I think kind of in like the, after that second goal, I would say is definitely the turning point, but they've got like 30 good minutes of tape, right? Where Trent looks like he's crossing the ball. Van Dijk is at least, you know, a force back there. But it's kind of this midfield for me. Like Henderson, I think, had a had a fine game. But Fabinho and – or Fabinho, I would say mostly because Bacicic is, I think, 18, right? And I think he's actually doing pretty well. I think he had a good first half. But when the midfield doesn't flow very well, it doesn't con- – it's really hard to connect to that front line right? Liverpool is one of the best at hitting that long diagonal ball, right? Trent to anybody, Andy Robertson to anybody. And I think the front three in this game actually played pretty well. I mean, like that first goal and then coming up two goals against Real Madrid is not nothing, right? I know That's they lucked into the second goal, but yeah. I mean, if you were Liverpool being like, hey, you're going to score two today. Do you think they would have just taken it? Like, yeah, you take that, I, say,
1: think. A I think. I think you take that against Real Madrid. Even at home, I Absolutely. think you take that.
0: Absolutely, two goals against Courtois and Rudiger, <laughs> Militao Carvajal and Alaba Nacho at the back, right? That's not nothing. Um, and then just to kind of have no bite in the midfield, like where all the midfield calmness for Madrid comes from, with like Luka Modric, Camavinga, I think had a very good game, Freddy Valverde, one of my favorite players, and then you just bring in like Tony Cruz, a casual Tony Cruz cameo, right? Like. Fabinho not up to not up to stuff in this game like and it was a lot to ask of the 18 year old to kind of boss the midfield like Jordan Henderson you're one of the captains for England and we needed you to be one of the best midfielders on the field today and he wasn't in the top four Right, <laughs> he probably wasn't in the top five if you want to be real cynical about it but um, it's just it's just a lot to kind of ask from this aging kind of team there they've revamped the front the back is getting healthier, looks more like themselves. But there's still a lot – there's still just a lot of issues going on here. Do you got anything – anything other, anything else with Liverpool? Sorry, I know I kind of just meandered over their whole roster. Yeah, no,
1: you're, <laughs> you're good. Yeah, and I think that, you know, tactically there are flaws that are on this roster right now for sure, right? They, like the midfield doesn't look at – they don't – the midfield just doesn't look like they can catch up to this rock and roll kind of football that we've become – accustomed to from Liverpool the last few years.
0: Yeah, it's not even rock and roll. It's definitely not the heavy metal that yes, Klopp it's, was it's, promising it's, us. Right? They're
1: definitely playing more of a soft rock, like a Eric Clapton or something, more than a Metallica of late.
0: It's definitely a Yacht Rock kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Something the like that, rock, right? The Yacht Rock midfield of uh, yeah. Fabinho, Jordan Henderson, and Bacetic. Oh. But, <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely feel off
1: it. Tactically, there's things that thinker you know maybe deeper issues here of can some of these guys on this team keep up with what Klopp is demanding of his team and i you know i i think that to get deeper on that like Klopp, look i we both have been on the record here like rating him as a very very good manager incredible coach i i think he's right there with pep neck and neck for best in the world right now um but I think right now he doesn't have a roster that can do the things that he's going to demand of his team. And I don't think he's going to change what he's – it's the same as Pep. Pep's not going to not play Tiki Tacker, right? As much as I – and we'll get into City in a minute. There, I would love for them to hoof it up to Holland a bit more. They're not going to do that. That's just <laughs> not them. Um, but Klopp's the same in a lot of ways. He's going to ask them to run around and do all these things. And it sure looks like they can't do that right now, which is – I, I think that becomes a very interesting conversation of something's got to give here. Some, he Either the manager has to change or you're going to need a big influx of new players and that can play the style of football he wants.
0: Are Are you suggesting maybe some sort of Rocky Four speech from Klopp? Where he's like, if I could change, you could change, maybe everybody could change. Is that what you think is officially what they're going to do before the weekend here? Is that your official <laughs> no. prediction? No, I, uh, I really, I, I don't, I don't think these guys can do what he wants to do. No, I know that's, on, but right? you just, you brought it up, and I was like, that's the only thing I could think right. of. Is, yeah, alone maybe. I, uh, I, I'm sure. Like, and Klopp's like a quirky guy. I'm
1: sure he's maybe pulled out the Rocky speech, right? And it's just, at some point, would, it's got. He
0: would never show thing. an American winning. I just <laughs> can't believe that, right? I feel like there's a cynical heart of his heart that's like, oh, the American wins, right?
1: Right. Yeah, we we don't like this in Germany, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think oh, that's, that that's I think that's a like a really big conversation. Just it, it's going to continue to be a big conversation at Liverpool, right? But I I think also something before we get out of this game that I really want to look at with them is like the mental side of it, man. This is a team that we've said like they're so mentally tough. Normally they're so good in these big fixtures and. Like That that mistake before halftime, I think that's the big turning point in this match. But if there's Mm -hmm. a very close second, it's Real Madrid scored, what, like two minutes into the second half off that set piece where Liverpool just didn't even mark um, Militao Militao. when he comes in off the header. And it's like, you could see, like, after they conceded right before the half with that terrible mistake by Allison, and then they come out right away, they do that, they just, they, it's... The deflated. the air went out of that team. Yeah, that, yeah oh, they were deflated. just completely yep. deflated, and like that's just something I don't expect from a Klopp side, right? I don't expect them to just basically fall on the sword and be like, "Well, not our night." They're only down one goal at that point. Like that's a, a, it's a Liverpool team that I would expect to rally around it and come together and really give it a good fight in this fixture, and that almost concerns me more than the physical lack of capabilities i guess i should say um of like the midfield and stuff just the mental
0: side of it that they're just falling apart after that goal well and like you bring up like how much of it is like the physical versus the mental side of it right but like if you look at this real madrid team right just as kind of a good mirror to like another team that's been at the highest level for the last couple of years right who have they brought in they've re-energized they've kept Modric around right They've got Fede Valverde. They brought in Camavinga, right? And then they also brought in uh, Chaumeni, right? Who didn't make the roster, but they've brought in like youth to this incredible midfield. No one would have blamed Real Madrid if they didn't shell out for those two guys, right? If you weren't going to keep Tony Cruz and guys like that on the bench. Liverpool's backed themselves into a corner here where they've revamped the front line, right? And part of that's out of need with Mane leaving, right? But bringing in Gakpo and Nunez, who I, I actually think both of them played really well in this game. I think this was probably like Cody Gakpo's best game. This was the most I've seen him and been like, oh, you're way more Bobby Firmino-y than I, than I thought you were. Right? I thought you were kind of more of a winger, but he kind of played through the middle and drifted out and everything else. And then Nunez, I thought, was just fast and strong in the attack. But in the last couple of years, like, there's just nothing to this. You're still running out Fabinho. Right, the best fowler of all time, as far as I'm concerned, one of the one of the truly greats of the dark arts. But he's a hundred years old, I think. And then Jordan Henderson, I think, has his birthday actually after Fabinho. Um, and I, I I know Fabinho's not as old as him, but at the same time, Fabinho has has not been move doesn't seem to have been moving well for like two years now. Right, guy doesn't exactly eat up the turf. Um, well, that's like. That's the weird thing with him to me is that he's – I just looked it up. He's
1: 29.
0: Like he should not be falling yeah. off as aggressively well, and he was, as and he is. He was never as quick, but it's like, you know, I, I think him. I think of him being kind of like similar to a lot of good like CDMs, right, that don't necessarily move a lot, right? I watch Chelsea play a lot, and obviously I know he's at Arsenal now, but like Jorginho is like probably slower than Fabinho, but he moves more, Right. Jorginho moves all around the pitch Fabinho seems to be in like one or two spots a lot. Right. And maybe that's by design. Right. So I'm not going to fault Fabinho for that, but this like active midfield, right. Where like, even if you break, think about the, the really good Liverpool press, right. You get past that high line of Salabane and Firmino, you were not getting a break in the midfield, man. Like you just weren't, you were also having to then get around that group before you even got to like Van Dyke the destroyer back there right and van dyke's been not as good he's off it's, it too yeah and, and he's still coming back from injuries and stuff like that so i don't even know that this was his fault but like i just i look at this midfield and i go good on basiatek but like you shouldn't be there but like Whoa. you shouldn't have this kind of responsibility and i think he's played really well with it so i don't mean to take anything away from him but like nabi kata what you're a horrible signing man like, yeah, you, like we're talking about a swing and a miss, like, and then Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, both guys who, and then Carvalho, who I know was more of an attacker and kind of all those guys are really more like eight to tens versus like eight to sixes, mm-hmm. right? They're less defensive players, but that's on you for not going to get them, right. right? You get heralded as like, oh, all they do, like I look at their midfield and I'm like, well, at least Chelsea's done some stuff to try to fix their midfield. They're not just throwing the carcasses out there at guys. Um, makes me feel a little bit better about it not much but um they are they're they're, they this is not a team that can execute what Klopp historically wants to do and they don't seem to really be is there a plan right because it used to be the counter press like did you see a ton of counter press today
1: i i didn't see a ton in that game but i just i think look i think as we said uh Klopp has a plan. I I do believe that. I just don't think he has the roster to execute that plan anymore, it seems like. Like, just too many guys are not physically capable of doing it, it seems like. Um, And I also think just... And we can kind of move on. It's just basically a yeah, shit show at Liverpool. And I think this is going to continue to be a story with Liverpool. But, like, we haven't even you, – you just barely mentioned Van Dyke, And, like, is he getting off of it now? Like, he's coming off the injury, but we're, you know, a year and a half removed from that now. And he hasn't right. looked necessarily like himself. Um, Joe Gomez had a really bad game paired with him. Just getting <laughs> torched Joe by Joe Gomez
0: and Joel Matip. Like, if you're a Liverpool fan, I'm sorry, guys. Like, that's just a really tough duo to watch, especially when it's, like, him and – Fabinho I I don't know what to do with those guys I I feel like whichever one happens to be playing next to Van Dyke I'm always like oh that's who should be attacked right as like a Chelsea fan like oh go at that mm-hmm. guy like I'm not afraid of him and they both have good games and bad games but it's so up and down and just not what you would want from a defender yeah. um but I I think uh speaking of maybe a manager who's kind of refusing to adapt to his roster City oh. with a draw of I, I absolutely jinxed it in a text message here, but a one-one draw with Leipzig, a late uh, Gavardial header off a set piece um, takes takes into it makes a tie out of what was the most boring game of football I've ever seen. Oh my
1: god, man! So look, I would <laughs> confess to you, right? Let's let's start here. I would confess to you that before the game, if you told me one-one draw away, I'd be like. Uh eh, like, not the best, but, like, I'd, I'd probably be okay with that, right? Like, sure. it's not the worst result away. It's the way City played that was just, oh, man, just, <laughs> oh. Like, okay, look, oh, I'm, I'm a spoiled little bitch when it comes to, like, my team has been so successful, right, over the last 10 years, yeah. basically.
0: And, and I can't say much different. I have mean, hard times now, but, you know.
1: Right. And, like, and look, like I say, I say this all the time. It's not lost on me that like this is hard times for City and they're well alive in their Champions League tie and they're second place in the league and still within striking distance of winning a title.
0: Like, I, I <laughs> right. get it. Spoiled. Spoiled soccer fan. But, but, for if, sure. but, but to interject before you say, but if anyone watched that game, you know exactly what we're talking about. Don't watch the highlight. Go watch any 10-minute span of this game and try to, try to keep both eyes open. Yeah,
1: I don't feel good for the guy it's from horrific. CBS Sports that had to like pick out a highlight package. Like, I we didn't, I didn't watch this. It one wasn't, since I watched it the game wasn't live. 19
0: minutes. I can tell you that it was not the. It should, the, uh, it should PSG not have been if it was they got earlier. Holy cow! We're, right, but look, the first
1: half. Um, to be fair to City, like Leipzig didn't do anything in the first half. They, they didn't even seem to try. Like they were just there, and they were like, yeah. Um, we're just going to sit back and kind of do nothing, which look, I don't watch Leipzig week in and week out, but when I do watch them, like they're a fun team, I think. Right. Like, I think we both agree. They're a pretty fun team normally.
0: Yeah. I I think they're a fun team. Um, Leipzig in the first half reminded me of, I I would go to like basketball practices, what I think of, but like if you're putting in a new play, right and you put 10 guys out there and five of them are just playing dummy defense. So all you do is like follow your guy around and you show how the play works. That's exactly what I thought Leipzig was doing in this first half. They were just kind of like shadowing them and not really trying to get beat, but not trying to get the ball. It was. brutal.
1: That was not fun to watch, man. And city had a ton of the ball. They had something close to like 80 possession, 80% possession in the first half. Um, but it's kind of been a story this year. They didn't do anything with it. They just a bunch of side to side passing, no real attacking, cutting edge in the attacking third, right? They couldn't get the ball to Holland. Um, <laughs> I'll get more into that in a minute, but like they just, oh, they just, just no cutting edge, man. And it's just.
0: Which is like, a team cool. of guys with cutting edge is like the the worst part is like when I'm trying to think of a team with, like, no cutting edge, right? Like, I don't know. I Everton? Think sure, yes, Everton. If Everton had this much possession and just passed the ball around, you'd be like, all right, good for them, but I don't know who's going to do anything with it. Your team is full of guys who can do something with it. It's, like, yeah. the, what makes it especially frustrating, right? When, like, <laughs> when Alex Iwobi passes the ball back and forth with, like, Ben Godfrey on Everton, you're going, like, yeah, this is about as as much as these two guys can do. When, like, the least dangerous guy with the ball outside of, like, the defenders there is, like, Kyle Walker. It's like, you have a very good team. <laughs> you have a very good team. And I know you hate Kyle Walker, especially on the ball. But, like, he can pass – you know, he can do that little cutback. He's been in Pep's team for 15 years. He can do the little Aguero cutback in the box if you guys could just move the field up there.
1: Yeah, once in a while he'll hit a cutback or something. But, like <laughs> – Seriously. Um,
0: You're just trying to cut back his playing time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he we can't now because we don't have any freaking fullbacks outside. Of oh, him, no. Who's <laughs>
0: fault's that?
1: I'm not saying who's fault. Yeah, it sucks. I all, all, That's egg on our face for that on Pep's face. But <laughs> look, like Kyle Walker, God love him, but he's the only one that's trying to even play the ball into the
0: box. and He's like, the only Mar- one trying to play for Pep. The other one's all left.
1: But like, I I get it and I get this team, you know, look, I've watched city for long enough now under pep to be like, you know, you, you know what you're looking for, right? They're not going to just put crosses into the box. They're not going to cross the ball just to cross the ball. Right. There's always intent. There's, you know, they don't want to give up the ball, but like this first half was different in that they were passing and pep came out and said as much in like the second half that he was scared of Leipzig on the counter and that, We were just trying to control the ball and basically do nothing with it so Leipzig couldn't force a turnover and get a counterattack. And look, like I said, Leipzig, fun team. They got a lot of pacey, fast, fun players to watch. A very fun team to play with on FIFA if you've never done it before. But this is Manchester City, right? Like, I call me, you know, a little cocky or whatever. Like, I don't think you go away to Leipzig and you treat a team like RB Leipzig like that they're doing great in Germany this year and stuff for sure I think they're a solid team but Manchester City is one of the best clubs in the world one of the best constructed teams in the world I, I don't understand how they're going and playing scared of a Leipzig counterattack that aggressively as they did in this game
0: and and like I think and this is kind of the point I was I was making to you while we were watching this game is like all Pep can like it's like the ghost of champions league past and like all pep can do is try to take away what the other team does well right which is what every coach wants take away what the other team does well emphasize what you do well the problem with city is like they pep is so afraid of giving away the ball and in any sense of retrospect and that's like trying to play the ball forward he doesn't actually really want to do that because what if leipzig gets it and now there's a counter right and you guys have been exposed on the counter a little bit this year so it's hard All to say like, his, his fears are not unfounded sure. but like we can go back and check the text messages like i was like the only way like because you were you were not having a lot of fun during this game i was trying to be a good friend and it's like the only way leipzig has is like you you're doing what you have to do and keep the ball and keep it away from them right and then the other thing i was saying is like gotta avoid a set piece and i i hate that i jinxed you but i i know i said it. I know I said that and that is exactly what happened in the second half man
1: but I like like,
0: my question I guess to you then is so it's not just such a long city thing is what's your what would you like to see differently
1: oh man um I think look the Holland thing obviously Erling Holland's a fantastic player right and I'm not saying anything contrary I love Erling Holland he's a class player right something's got to be figured out here right Pep came out after the game and said something along the lines of we need to get the ball to Holland more like we need to get more service to him but that's been the case for the last month or so right he had the he had the crazy great start right and teams caught up the rest of the world has caught up to what City was doing early in the season and it's concerning to me to see pep you know it's we're, we're going on basically since we came back from the world cup now at this point uh so we're going on six weeks at least probably of look they can't get the ball to holland holland's just being taken out of games and i mean he's finding a goal here and there for sure i know he had the hat trick a few weeks ago at wolves so i don't want to say <laughs> he hasn't done nothing like he's been good still right but yeah,
0: he's he's been good other teams are taking him away and pep doesn't have an answer
1: we have, yeah, and that's the thing that concerns me the most here, right? Is they've got to solve this getting the ball to Holland thing, and you know, just he can't keep going. We can't keep going through all these games, right? And just having Holland touch the ball six, seven times like in yeah. a half, like that's that's not. I know there's been a lot made of you know Peps change the back and stuff, and he's trying to get more possession to like. Uh, conform to having a more true striker up front, right? And get more Mm -hmm. possession in the midfield and stuff. That's great and all. I I understand that he wants to control the game more because he's been used to playing with this false nine thing and having that extra outlet up top. And he's trying to find a way to get that extra guy in there. But like, all it seemed to have done is just put Holland on an island. And look, there's just two, three guys marking him. And they're basically saying, hey, your wingers are going to beat us, right? I think Jack Grealish has been good this year. The, the goals and yep. assists aren't coming though, right? I think he's been a lot better, but the the, the stat sheet's still not lining up with what mm-hmm. I see on the pitch. Yeah, uh, Mahrez is good for a goal here or there, but like, you know, he's been slopping Damn. a lot of
0: games. You're not a Mahrez guy. I...
1: He's just look. I think he's got some really good qualities, but. I believe I texted you when he's off it. It's very noticeable when he's off it, right? Like he, as, as a guy who
0: has to watch Hakeem Ziyech play, having Mahrez seems like a dream, but... No. <laughs> well,
1: like I texted
0: you and I, I compared the two of them. I said Mahrez is a lot better
1: than Ziyech, I think, for sure. But I could see like where Hakeem Ziyech, when I watch Chelsea, I bet he's so frustrating. Like Mahrez is like half as frustrating as him probably still and that he sometimes his final balls are just really not good. He scored the goal in this game. So fair play, but that was off like a really bad play by Leipzig. I mean, it's a good finish, but that was kind of the only way that city were going to score was if they were somewhat, you know, at least very much helped and gifted into that goal. But uh, like Foden's off it on the wings um there's no Sterling here anymore it's just the wings just haven't contributed like they have in years past and that's a bit concerning to me
0: well for one sterling may be available if you're if you're, <laughs> you're looking to get back in that game um but like so my my question is like no Phil Foden it makes no sense to me the guy is an electric dynamic player and like you're saying he's been off of it this year and you watch, you watch more than more than I have. Right. But like, I don't know when that was. And he's not like, it's not like he shouldn't have played in this game. It's not like, and I feel like we give the, I give this guy a hard time all the time, but he's just the other name on the bench as an attacker. But like, he's not Cole Palmer. Right. Mm -hmm. He's an international level winger who gives you more pace than Grealish. Right. More of an attacking sense that he's going to run onto the ball and do stuff, right? He's a little more – I'm more scared of him on the pitch, right, than Mahrez. Marez is a better, like, player at producing things. But no subs in this game? No subs? I've not – like, it's it's like if I sim a game in FIFA and I forget, right? I go to the bathroom yeah. or something come back like, oh, I guess – all those guys played a full 90. My bad. Like that doesn't, that's unheard of. Well, it's something, I think it was the first time
1: since 2018 that any team has done this in the champions league, just not used a sub. And it's been a thing. Pep's done a lot this season, like just won't go to the bench, won't change anything. And in the second half, like, like I said, the first half is what it was. Leipzig really sat back. The second half they came out and attacked. I I haven't even really gone. We haven't even really gone and said (laughs) that. Even
0: Leipzig, the king of the counter attack was like, this is ridiculous. we got to take some initiative here.
1: Right. And Leipzig did. And fair play to them. They took initiative. They started. They had a lot more possession. They were so much more positive in the second half. And Pep just kind of did nothing. He just kind of let it happen and i think it's fair to be like you didn't want to bring in a sub to get some energy in or
0: well, and you know. all their subs were so good hendrix yeah. was a problem on the right hand side then gave you a lot to think about right like Hydara was at least energy in the midfield but i i guess what pep's thinking is you guys just have such so few options off the bench right you've only got oh julian alvarez calvin phillips <laughs> phil foden rico lewis cole palmer like and that's insane. Like, let's let's also make sure we're given our... I, I know it's easy to get lost in the absolute malaise of Ruben Diaz passing it back and forth with Bernardo Silva and uh, Akanji here. But, like, you bring up a great point in that second half. They really took it to them, right? In a way that's... It's hard to do that to a Manchester City team because they can just kill you with possession. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was... Yeah.
1: It's something you expect from a... A Real Madrid or a Liverpool a couple of years ago, or a Chelsea in a big game like this is not something you expect from like a, a. All due respect, you don't expect it from Leipzig, right? If you're Manchester City, you shouldn't be that unnerved by like like I said, I think that's a very good, exciting team, but that team should not cause you that many problems, and you be able like Pep Guardiola, for many people, the best manager in the world, like. Yeah. You should be able to tactically adjust to what they were doing in that second half, and to not right, on a sub to like not really do anything different. It was,
0: I don't know, man. It's concerning. I, I think maybe and maybe kind of a good way to, to wrap up on this game because, like I said, this was a very important game. It was a, it was one of the most boring games we've ever seen. Gavardiol gets the header late um, after a lot of pressure had been applied. Do you think that? Pep kind of didn't know what to do without KDB being available. Uh, De Bruyne was not available for this game. For those of you that don't know, and it, like it was like he didn't have any other ideas, which is insane because he's such a smart football guy, right? Yeah,
1: I, I look when De Bruyne has been the team, the team's still been sloppy at times this year. They've still struggled mm-hmm. with the same things, maybe not to that extent as they did in the first half with the cutting edge. Like I think he would have helped to have probably the ultimate locksmith in world yeah. soccer right now. Sure. That helps. Maybe he gets a nice through ball here and there, but this seems way more like a systemic thing to me right now than a individual player problem. Um, l- look, I love pet ball. Like it's fun, but he, he's, he's got to figure out how he <laughs> did to the big Norwegian fella <laughs> up top once in a while. And he's, he said as much this week, he's been saying it for a while and he still hasn't figured this out really so the ball's in his court man like i said since the world cup basically you know everybody every club around the world had a few weeks to kind of play with that and see you know what's on tape what they can do to kind of stop this guy and the rest of the world's caught up man the premier league especially is caught up so
0: yeah it's it's, uh, yeah and and yeah some some credit to leipzig and some credit just in general there to how premier league teams have been defending Holland better because they've really done a great job of cutting him off at the source and kind of identifying that. Right. But you're right. Like the formula night, not right now is out there to shut down this city team. And there hasn't been a formula for years, right? Like with the false nine and all that other stuff, like I, I we've joked before about like, would Pep be happier just having, you know, not having Holland and having, somebody else up there, right? Having Kevin De Bruyne float in and out or a Phil Foden or something. And now I, now is the first time I think that that might be legitimate, right? <laughs> Cause he doesn't seem to want to use Holland. Is yeah. I think the thing that keeps getting to me, but speaking of uh, underused or uh, underutilized uh, strikers, Inter get a late winner from Romelu Lukaku here. Lakaka. No one was more surprised than I was to see, uh, one, Lukaku playing, uh, two, scoring, um, or three, winning a game. So um, nice nice for him. And, and not even just the Chelsea center, but, like, the last time anybody saw Lukaku play really was that Belgium game where he yeah. had one of the worst games anyone's seen as a striker. And I know we talked about it, but, like, I kind of I, I – was, I was happy for him to kind of get that goal. To be honest, I'm glad to hear a penalty at the weekend. Um, his transfer value may be in the double digits. Who knows?
1: <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you were happy back. Cause I thought I'd have to come on here and be like the, Oh, good for him. Cause I, I did feel good for him. I was worried, you know, maybe there was too much bad blood between you and Mr. Lukaku, but uh, glad to see that we, we shared mutual happiness over him having at least some <laughs> level of success yeah. on a medium stage.
0: We we actually have a lot in common. We both don't want him anywhere near Chelsea or really in London. And we both <laughs> think he'd be better off just moving to Milan at a fair price.
1: <laughs> fair enough. I'll 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 uh I'll agree with you on that. But uh otherwise in this game, right? Uh look, it's not the one we had all our attention on, but I was a you know, you'd fancy inter in this game, this was in Milan, so their home leg of this. Look, you you win the game.
0: They held serve, I think, is kind of the important thing to
1: say. Yeah, I I just think it is it is interesting, right? This one, I think they would have hoped maybe for a little better result, maybe a 2-0 or a 3-1 or something, be a couple goals ahead going to Portugal. Um, Look, these Portuguese teams continue to be pretty impressive in this competition this year because this is the type of thing where in the past – you know, a Portuguese team draws a big five team away from home in the first leg of the knockout rounds and they get battered like three, four nil or something. And this tie is very much alive going back to Porto. So um, lots to play for that. will be an interesting second leg.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's interesting to see how, how Lukaku's role can kind of continues to evolve here. Like, you look at this inter, inter lineup and you wonder how they could be having such like a kind of an up and down season in the league there for them. Cause you got Onana, Skinnar, Bastoni, Barella, Kananoglu, you know, Mkhitaryan, Lauruto, like they've got guys, right. And to see them kind of not having their best, like to have, I think it's just another way to say like, keep going Napoli, run them out of the gym, man. Like, <laughs>
1: Well, just, I it's was, just
0: impressive because they've got kind of a squad there. Where it's right. like, oh, yeah, there's more guys on this team than I think there are.
1: Well, I was going to say, you know, we can segue that into uh, why they're not maybe e- like exceeding what our expectations or meeting our expectations, I should say, of where they would be. It's because Napoli, who also played in this tie this week, um, they're real, real, real quick
0: before we move on. As a, I, I definitely want to talk about Napoli because I think they're the story coming out of this. Otavio is going to miss the second leg with two red cards. Yeah. And great. I think that's huge for Portugal or for Porto. That is right. big for like, them. It, yeah. And and I just don't want that to be like something we don't talk about because I think that's going to quietly be the most important thing from this game. But I'm, yeah. I'm happy to move on to, to Napoli. Yeah. So, we can yeah. definitely
1: move on to Napoli because I don't want to talk about Otavio because I picked him in DraftKings and he did fuck all in that game. So <laughs> forget that guy. I'm, you know, oh. selfishly happy that he's missing the second leg and, um, you know, don't wrong me on DraftKings and I would be happy to root for you. But anyway, Napoli, man, to, to
0: any athletes listening, Spencer takes your DraftKings performance very personally,
1: very because personal.
0: He, you should apologize to him when you don't do anything. hundred uh,
1: percent. Okay, are there uh, Rico
0: Lewis? <laughs> I'm sure you've wronged my guy in the past.
1: I don't know if I've gone Rico before, honestly. Like I
0: could just see you picking him up for like 4000 at the end of a thing, being like maybe, you know, maybe Pebble Stardom. Well, the thing is they always uh, go
1: so like crazy. They're like, oh, this guy plays for Manchester City. He's worth twice as much as he should be. I'm like, yeah, um, you know, I'll take like my chances with a Wolves fullback versus like um, Amrick Laporte scoring his first goal and <laughs> you know, like forever. I'll take
0: eight Nori, please. Eight nori, <laughs> yeah, please something like that. 5000 but,
1: but um, let's move on to Napoli. Yeah. Yeah. Napoli, to, to they no go way. At, uh, way to Frankfurt in this game. Like Not Napoli, an easy man. place to
0: play. No. Frankfurt looks like a ton of fun man. when their team yeah. is rolling. Like, that's got to kind of be on, like, I think there's a lot of German teams I would love to go visit. My first takeaway from this game is they are having a time in
1: Frankfurt. Wasn't well, Frankfurt the team... Um, when they came to, like, it was wasn't the Europa League last year when they were playing at like White Hart Lane and they were basically took over the city of London. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. I no.
0: think they're I think they're insane people. I think for us to go to a game like that, we'd have to make some pretty seriously entrenched like Eintracht friends.
1: So yeah, we don't
0: get like murdered, but you know, I think uh, it looks like a good time. Yeah, and that's, that's like about all team. you can
1: say that's positive about Frankfurt in this game because Napoli kind of ran their True. shit. Napoli, man, this team—I I think it's right, really good in this game. I-, I think that there's not a ton different to say than what we have been saying. KK is really good. Oshimans really good. <laughs> like, um, wow, man.
0: Lozano, oh my not god, bad. Lozano. Is thank you. Wins?
1: That's what I was looking for the name, Lozano. I know, Lozano, and, we, and, we, and
0: and and. I think that was an actual miss not us trying to disrespect uh yeah 100% it finest italian import i guess but, <laughs>
1: but i i think it's the same story right as napoli players everybody on the pitch they look really really good right i think the conversation here do we have to start taking this napoli team like seriously to win this competition man right cuz they are running away with the italian league right now they have not faltered in this competition at all. They, they beat up Liverpool real bad before it was fun. Before it was cool, they were beating up Liverpool before Real Madrid like tried to make it cool again. And that Napoli was well ahead of that curve. Um, I, I think we've got to start taking them seriously, right? Because uh, if you start naming teams right, that you think might win it over this Napoli the way they've been playing this year, uh, what, what do you get
0: to? Three? Four maybe that you'd favor over Napoli. If it's a list of teams playing better, it's a real short list, man. I don't know that anybody's even on it. Um I so here's what I want from for Napoli this year. Because to me, this reeks of one thing. This is going to be a team that's going to try to be disassembled by teams like my team and teams like your team and Manchester United. Right? This is a team where people are going to be looking at to go, ooh, I could go for an Usherman. I could go for a credits. For right like even i saw like uh the center back kim was like getting looked at by like man united and that's the kind of stuff that's like okay what i want from them then is make a run this year get to the final right get to that sunday where everybody's sitting there watching you play and i hope my team wins it i know you hope your team wins it but if neither one of those two things can happen i want napoli to like get on that stage yeah
1: i think i I
0: want to see this team go up against like a madrid i think that's a sentiment of most
1: like soccer fans right now is if it's not my club maybe not in italy right because i'm sure there's way more localized rivalries and stuff there but Mm -hmm. for a lot of people around the world i think they're gonna be a bit on the napoli bandwagon for this one for sure
0: when even if you're not on their bandwagon right you want to see them play somebody at seemingly at their level. Cause they haven't mm-hmm. been able to find that in the champions league thus far or in their domestic league. Right. And that's not saying nothing, man. Like this is a yeah. very, very solid team. And I'm just, I'm impressed. Anytime we watch them play or watch their highlights, I just go, this is a fun team. Like this would fun. be a good time.
1: I was going to say that that's probably to round it out. Just they're fun to watch too, man. They don't, they don't do it in an ugly way. They win. It's, entertaining it's it's almost like maybe when they beat liverpool as bad as they did in the group stage they just completely stole liverpool's rock and roll soccer mojo like (laughs) they've got to get in like some type of um austin powers or something to get their mojo back at liverpool because it's been snatched by napoli
0: oh that's a horrible movie if it's uh, (laughs) austin powers having to go back in time to get liverpool's mojo back I I don't think a lot of those movies are a little bit of a reach. That's a reach for Austin Powers.
1: Uh, I think that'd be one I'd watch at home. I don't think I'd go to the theaters for that one.
0: No, I'm I'm feels extra. I I understand it might be groovy baby, but I'm (laughs) I'm going to watch that in my own time. Um, I think just the other takeaway there is like, you know, it's going to be Napoli at home next time. Right. Frankfurt. This was their this was their shot to make a run at it. And Kolo Muani, who's been, like, their best player, right, and really kind of came on the scene from that, gets a red card. Straight red in the 58th minute. Kind of like a, I would call it like a kind of a standard, like, striker loses the ball, striker wants ball back type of thing. It, It reminded me of Zhao Felix's. Not as bad, right? Felix's was pretty high, but a straight red, man, is just it's it's i'm I'm worried about uh this Napoli home like it might be a uh a victory lap here for for yeah. Napoli
1: it seems like it sure feels like mission impossible became mission more impossible with that when you take like their best player out. but
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah especially um, when it's an attacker and you need goals too right yeah. It's not like oh, our best defender, but we need to attack, so maybe it's okay. we can do something different it's like nope, just bad, just all yeah. around bad, the only guy you didn't want. Not playing in that second leg
1: is yeah, I did. not I don't think we fancied them either way, but uh, yeah, now they're in big trouble. But speaking of uh, things we don't fancy, man, let's uh, move on to <laughs> a quick bonus the Europa League, which we will almost never talk about on this podcast. I'll just set that precedent now, no, That's except, why we for, I,
0: except for maybe next year, it'll be really important. But <laughs> yeah,
1: know, so. we'll we'll cross <laughs> that bridge when we get there for you, my friend, <laughs> But um, <laughs> I feel like you know we we skipped the first leg of this uh, tie between Barcelona and Manchester yeah, United. It kind of we, fell we, between
0: the podcasts. Yeah, yeah,
1: we had, we were on the long last podcast, so it was like okay. We kind of realized after we got off, uh, we probably should have talked about though that those are like two pretty big teams, I guess. So
0: we're circling back. We're gonna talk about it after the second leg here. Well, really, it was that we posted the podcast on Spotify, and we were like, oh, we, we forgot. <laughs> Barcelona get bowing out of the Europa League. Um, un- an untold number of economic levers it may have to head- go through here. Um, but go ahead. I I, I took it from you there. Sorry. I just oh, you're go good.
1: I'm there. I'm all about hijacking anything for a good Spotify Barcelona joke. That's a favorite <laughs> of you and I. Um, I love talking about how you know this new signing at Barcelona is brought to you by <laughs> Justin Bieber's new hit song. Yeah, exactly. but um right but yeah my
0: by, by baby's one millionth stream <laughs> we bring you andreas Christensen. come on out buddy <laughs> what but they they needed some more
1: andreas christiansen's or something because they uh look it was two two the first leg that we did not talk about that was at the spotify camp new <laughs> uh, and this one was back at Old Trafford. They go up one nothing on a penalty from Levin Goldsky, and go into halftime up in the tie. And look, fair play to United, man. They came out in that second yeah. half like a bat out of hell and get two goals, move on in the tie. I, I don't have a ton on it, man. Like, good on United. No, I, Ten hogs really seem to turn it around, it seems like, right? And, yeah. you know.
0: Manchester United possibly pulling the ultimate, ultimate uh, financial lever here and selling their team. Um, yeah, yeah, which is kind of the other thing like to talk about this it's like it's the financial bowl really to get through here in europe but um i think the winning goal was anthony there i, I didn't pull it up in front of me but um talk about a guy i wish was still like playing for Ajax, so that todd boley could go get him um because i just i really like the way that, that guy plays there's yeah. there's there are better players on that man united team right i think especially in the attack right he's maybe the third or fourth best option maybe right but he thinks he's the best option and that confidence seems to be unshakable and i I just really like that from him
1: definitely doesn't lack confidence that's for sure no and, and
0: that's that's what you want out of a winger right you want a guy who looks like he's going to do something crazy every time yeah he's a fun
1: player to watch man um marcus rashford look we, we've said it for weeks now oh, he's well, he's the best player in the world right now the way he's playing he's the best player in the world i'd say um not not actually the best player in the world right should i clarify that that he is his form right now he is playing like the best player no
0: in the world, i think you right? said it fair with right now he's the best player in the world
1: okay fair enough um but yeah uh, united are really kicking on right and um They've got that final this weekend in the Carabao Cup against Newcastle. That's, uh, look, first trophy, Ten Hag could win at the club, and he, he's got a chance to take it down. I, that, that game, actually, I will be watching that cup final for sure because that's interesting on both sides, right? United.
0: Did you know Newcastle has Saudi ownership and they should feel bad about themselves? <laughs> this is the English media telling you to feel bad about yourselves, Newcastle. Yeah. It's your fault that someone else bought your team. It's time for you to be angry on it, on your chance for a first trophy in fifty years.
1: Yeah, if you're a Newcastle supporter, you, you should
0: remember, be mad. Er, I hope yeah, lose. you you I... should Root you should be rooting rules.
1: against your club. Yeah, you should be rooting against your club this weekend if you're a Newcastle supporter because everything in the world is bad and terrible. Look, I I mean, we're not going to do the the fucking talk of ownership, man. Right? I I think that
0: why not? Every other podcast is doing a solid <laughs> fifty minutes on it before going. And there's a game Sunday you should watch, but only half the field. But you shouldn't not, enjoy it. <laughs> no. you, should, you should watch football and, of course, think about how serious and fragile life can be. Don't right. escape.
1: Right. No and escapism.
0: I, just real reality on the field.
1: Right. And I, I think, right, it's. <laughs> look, we, we don't have to do the whole discussion, right? Are they, look, Saudi Arabia has done terrible things. I'm not denying that or anything. I just. Look, uh, call me. You know, naive or whatever. I'm just not a. I, I try to not mix politic and sport as much. I'm just not a big politic guy, right? I, I understand exactly. there's problems there. I'm I'm in it for the soccer man, like a lot of people. And like I right. said, you can call me naive for that. I understand the geopolitical ramifications of a lot of the shit Saudi Arabia does. I know it's fucked Absolutely. up for the world and stuff. But
0: look, I, when I'm watching like a soccer like if you game, live in Newcastle and you love this team. You Like, every podcast is acting like you just sold the guy the team. Right. It's it's done and dusted, man. Like, as much as they don't want to... Like, it, they sold him the team. Right. Like, short of what they had to do to get Chelsea's owner out of there, Abramovich, which I think is probably a good call in retrospect, that's the only way you can make someone sell the team.
1: Right. Yeah. And this is a club that hasn't won a trophy in, like, 40 years. I, yeah. Look, I... I I'll be completely transparent. I'll be rooting for them on Sunday. Like, I'm, well, I'm, for a them or
0: against United? There's a difference. I, both, both, both. both <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll both be honest, out.
1: both. Like, I, I would like to see Newcastle win something, right? Those fans have been long starved for any type of trophy. Yeah. And I'm not going to root for United under basically any circumstances. Who, ha- who
0: have enough trophies.
1: Right. So, yeah. but I think the games itself, right? Just to round that out, I think it's going to be a really fun match. Like, because the stakes are so high for both teams, like United has a lot of trophies for sure, but this is a team that's trying to rebuild. This, this it would be, this a big would be the first, long. right? This mm-hmm. would be the first, like real, like they're back, brick in the foundation of like yep. rebuilding this Manchester United. Yep, and it all what started
0: care about Cup final, right? You know, like that's the kind of thing people say years later right. when stuff is going really well, but, um, but yeah, now that we've kind of got there. We want to talk about a little bit of EPL. I know we're kind of got that. It's kind of far in the rearview mirror here as we're getting this podcast down on the Friday. But um, anything you want to kind of breeze by from the week before or the week past before we get to uh, the week ahead of us?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, you kind of said they were pretty dated from last weekend's games, right? Like, we already i had my city rant and stuff i think this is more of a vessel to shoehorn in a chelsea rant because they lost at home to southampton so um
0: uh, yeah, I, i'll, they, they I'll hand
1: the mic to you go off king this is uh this is your time and i'll just I'll, I'll just steer this bus a little bit but by all means you got the gas my friend
0: i'm like i think even even at the time like i mean i was frustrated like anybody would be i was still I think I end up actually coming out of a lot of these games more positive and being able to be like, well, I think, you know, they hit the bar twice and they, you know, scramble, you know, like they, they had a couple goal line clearances and that kind of stuff. And Chelsea really has kind of been at the other end of that. This, this performance looked bad. This is the first performance that looked and felt bad in a while. Cause even like, you know, the, the loss to, uh, Dortmund right it's like okay well you lost 1-0 to Dortmund at their place like sometimes that happens at soccer this is the first time where it was like oh oh no are we really in trouble here and then all the stuff that's kind of come out this week like I I just recently sent you like Graham Potter's like getting threatened and stuff like that and that's where I just go like oh okay well I wasn't that mad I probably I mean I'm sure I have some text messages that say otherwise right but like it's easier, like cool. Like the week off's been good for me too. I know, I know Graham sent the guys home, gave them a couple of days to think about it, but <sighs> it's tough man, especially going into this game with Spurs this weekend is is what I'm. For sh-
1: I was gonna do, um, did you see the, uh, we didn't get to it in the Liverpool, uh, Real Madrid talk, but did you see the reporter ask the question of Klopp of like, does Vinicius justify himself like? the racial abuse he gets by dancing and Klopp was like, what the fuck are you talking Whoa. about? I, which is, you soccer's, know, soccer's okay.
0: This is, soccer's insane, man. Yeah. Like with Under- this kind of like all the, like, and, and I know like we will bring it up sometimes to like in a joking way, just cause it's like so surreal that like one, sound like anybody would be like racially abused and that kind of thing. Right. I know it happens here in the U S but it just seems like such a far thing. And then like, yeah, like all like all the abuse online is so serious in soccer.
1: Right. Right. Well I was like, gonna I was just gonna like curtail that, right? Which, you know, you can call it ill time, but I was gonna humorously ask you, like, in that same um like ilk of question, like, has Graham Potter's performance justified the death threats
0: he's getting from Chelsea fans? But yes. People oh no, 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 hold on. No, they don't, and it's ridiculous. But like, I say yes because it's just like, yeah, it's so ridiculous, man. People are mad at him for not being mad, and he looks like a dude who's never been mad about anything, right? Right, like, and a lot of that is like this kind of older Chelsea culture, right? Like, they really talk about like all the like rebrand, like rebuilding, and that kind of stuff. And a lot of times, especially in American sports, I roll my eyes about stuff like that. It's like okay, design a new uniform, like you're not rebuilding anything here. But the Chelsea culture is truthfully, it's not working, fire this guy, spend all of the money, right? right? And it's been like that for years, and it's worked. So I get why people have that kind of itchy trigger finger on this kind of thing, where they're like, get this guy out of here, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's trying to build something, right? Like, He's very, like, Bowley's kind of famous for sticking with, uh, I think it's Dave Rogers, right? Or uh, Dave Roberts, Roberts. who's the manager of Of the Dodgers. Dodgers. And I think he's the longest tenured in baseball or close to it. Because even when it's not going super well for the Dodgers, it's still going pretty well for the Dodgers, right? Even when they have dips and dives and everything else like that, they stick with him. And he's renowned as one of the best managers, and now they have this great infrastructure there. Mm -hmm. So like as an American fan, maybe I have a different perspective on it because I can see and make sense of the baseball thing, right? Like if he had this great cricket team, right. That had all this culture and everything else, I'd look at it and go, well, I don't know anything about cricket. So maybe they're like, it doesn't mean anything to me, right? England doesn't play baseball. So maybe they can't understand how good it's gone, but like, this stuff is crazy, man. It's just,
1: I, I think, you know, my standpoint kind of on it is, we obviously have a very different sporting experience here in the U.S., and we'll get a little bit into this more later when we talk about MLS a bit near the end of this pod as they Ooh. come back this weekend. But um, you know, American sports are just different, right? The the rebuild, tear it down kind of, which Chelsea hasn't completely bare bones, teared it down like a lot of American teams will, American oh, franchises.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, English fans, if you don't like this, you got to see what the San Antonio Spurs are doing right now. Right. Yeah. Like,
1: so stuff like that, it's, it's not as foreign to us. Right. So I think for me, when Todd Bowley comes out and says, you know, he's backing the manager, we're building something here. Like these are things that all make sense to you and I. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's sometimes hard for us to take a step back and be like, huh? Like that doesn't really happen in England. It's just Chelsea or, good and they're always good right and like when they're bad yeah. it's a disaster and they fire the manager and then they're good again right away and that's what it was for so long under Abramovich right when he was the owner of this it was mm-hmm. you know Jose Mourinho in oh he's struggling now we're gonna bring in you it know was, it was
0: fired and brim- brimstone not fired and right. brimstone, brimstone just yeah
1: yeah it's like yeah Mourinho's having a tough go okay here comes Conte or Sorry. I don't I don't have the exact yeah sorry I don't have the exact order <laughs> I was saying sorry's name not sorry sorry I don't <laughs> sorry sorry I don't have the exact order of which they've come in but you know what I mean they they yeah. chop and change chop and change the manager bring in a couple expensive signings and move
0: on and and and, and start loaning those guys out right that, right that's that's the rhythm of life for Chelsea for sure so I get I get why it's hard for everybody to adapt to it but like golly is this not
1: Right,
0: it's like, It just feels
1: like it's coming to a head, right, of, look, I, I we can say from this far away, like, that, you know, fine, I can see what you're doing. I think it works great. At some point, it's, like, you got to get the fans on side or you're going to have to change something, it feels like, because it just feels so toxic right now, man. And it's, like, I, look, I just for your sanity and just for things to lighten up a little bit at Stanford bridge, I'm just hoping they're able to go out and put up a good performance against Tottenham. Oh, this golly.
0: I, I mean, what if we had multiple goals, not even just the one, I'm not saying we would win the game or anything, but what if like two times they put the ball in the net? It'd be insane. Right. Um, yeah, I I'm, I'm nervous that it's going to come to a head here. I think weirdly the other part that isn't helping Chelsea fans just before we move on, like deal with this, is the fact that like the only real or the most recent and most successful English example of like, believe in your manager back, your guy back, your stuff is Arsenal. And that doesn't help with English fans. I don't think. Right. yeah. I hope Arsenal lose the rest of their games this season. I hope Tottenham lose the rest of their games this season. Right. The London rivalry isn't. And like, this is definitely from being across the pond, right? Like, it's real to me. It is not like my coworkers all wear red, I wear blue. We're going to be, like, combatants here. Yeah. Right? Even, like, any anybody I run into who's even a remotely soccer fan, I'm just so excited to talk to. Right? <laughs> like, you ever meet somebody who's, like, even a little bit of a soccer fan, and you're like, did you see the game the other day? Oh, my gosh, you did. Okay, great. I'm ready to have, like, you're my best friend for the next five minutes, right? Yeah, you just, you've
1: just um, wound up the freaking... Yeah. like a toy yeah. and i'm just i'm just the energizer bunny like great we will keep
0: going if you think anybody's walked into like the place that i work and even just had like there's somebody who walked in last week with like a little real madrid thing on their shirt inside their like zipped up hoodie right and they zipped it down and i saw it and i was like well it just got a lot more expensive man i mean i didn't know you had that kind of money going around right oh, okay, that. And then you have to hope it's not one of these where it's just like, oh, it's just a shirt. And it's like, God, it's the worst. <laughs> but like in England, it's like a real combative like fan base, right? Like yeah. I do not like Green Bay Packers fans as a Minnesota Viking fan, right? right? I mean, not in a serious way, not in a I hate your family type of way because those things are ridiculous. But in a like I don't like when the Bears and the Bears and the Vikings play each other. I just hope whatever was supposed to happen happens because I don't want to get chirped about Kirk Cousins from my <laughs> closest and dearest
1: friends. Just like I hope it's not a prime time game. That's all I'm really hoping for.
0: Well, the just bears noons- the, the bears don't necessitate a lot of prime time, so that's uh, not been a huge. You're not concern. you're not wrong, but um, yeah, I, I,
1: like I said, I just I think I just want them honestly as a. More, I
0: guess maybe I'm not completely neutral because you know I want you to be happy, man. No, it's like, it's just, it's the same I way just, I feel about city. It's like I don't right. Want, it'd be way funnier if they just got destroyed by Leipzig in the next round. Yeah. I don't want that to happen as a as one of my dear friends would be very yeah. upset.
1: You're like yeah, but like at the same time, you know the content might be great because I'm coming in here way more guns a blazing than just like today it was like a dejected rant by me. If that's like you know they get creamed, then it's like you know just straight full on rage. I mean, your well, yeah. your eardrums might hurt, like but good content.
0: I, yeah, well, and with the content thing, it's like, I think we just, you know, let it build, right? Yeah. We can always have that city Champions League meltdown. We can Oh, it's it, coming. You know, later Oh, it's definitely here, coming. It's, you know what I mean? Like, it's a little early right now. Yeah, it's a little I wanna early, I want to put it right? back in the oven for at least another 20 minutes. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, you got to let that thing bake a little longer right. for sure. Let it marinate a bit more before we just, you know, totally and, ruin and it. And of but- course,
0: deep down, I'm deathly afraid of what would happen if you actually won the Champions League because I see the blasé approach you have to the actual league, which Chelsea can barely compete with. <laughs> and it's just disrupt. You're like, you know, you draw to Everton or whatever it was, or did you lose to Everton? You lost to Everton? Draw. Draw to Everton. And Felt like a loss. Like, and I was ready. Yeah, but I was ready for like a full-blown like, oh, this is horrible. And you are just like, yeah, it's really frustrating. <laughs> no, come on man. Like, it's like I said, like, man. I've on.
1: been I've, I've been spoiled, right? So that's what I mean. You need a nice little blow up. But um speaking speaking of the league kind of here, man. That's kind of rather My dog's going go to crazy, Vine?
0: dude. Isak. Oh, uh Spencer named his dog after Alexander Isak. Just it's so everyone knows. Sort that's of. 100% of that's 100% the truth. I guess. It's 100% the truth. Uh it's uh, one of the funniest things of like when I first met Spencer and realized that's what his dog's name was. I was like, "Oh, do you know there's like, do you remember this?" I was like, "Oh yeah, there's yeah. this uh, the this soccer player. He's like a he's like a striker because I think he's playing for like Real Sociedad at the time or something, which is like only someone who plays FIFA or is a sicko would really like pay attention to, right?" And it turns out Spencer's immediate response is like, "Oh no, it's that's we didn't name the dog after that, but he did know." what we were talking, what I was talking about. And that's, and I was like, Oh, Hey buddy. Like maybe, maybe there's a real friend in here. Oh, you you're know? a real one. Hey, Exactly. But, um, Any, anybody who just knows like 19 year olds, like up and coming strikers. I'm like, sounds like a guy who spent some time in career mode. How you doing, bud? Like,
1: uh, <laughs> but, Let's
0: be, let's be friends and talk about uh wonder kids of years past. That's, uh, 100%, that's a great way uh, to meet people.
1: One hundred percent, but that's enough Esoc talk. I think we've silenced the beast. Hopefully, he will, you know, calm down. I don't
0: know what he's so perturbed about. There he is. What are you perturbed about, Bud? Why don't you go chill out? Do we think but, um, bark or bite from Esoc in the final on Sunday? Either uh, one. Def- <laughs> if it's anything
1: like this one, it's a lot more bark than bite. But um, oh. let's uh, let's rifle through the rest of this league really quick. We're running yeah, longer yeah, than yeah. we thought we were. Um, let's just kind of generally the top right. Arsenal, they get a. Crazy win away um at Villa, like yeah. a lot of people have. Yeah. A lot of people have dubbed this like the, the which point two. look. It's 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 a great like come from behind victory, right? I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, it doesn't mean anything, but like at the same time, I, I know City drew at Nottingham Forest, right? And they dropped points, and it's similar level competition, right? It's an away win at Aston Villa. You would expect if they're gonna win a title, they're gonna kind of do that. They left it late. They didn't look fantastic in this game so maybe this is what they kick on from for sure i'm just not ready to be as uh buy-in i guess as many as much as some people have that this is like they're gonna kick on from this and they're gonna go on their crazy run let's the jury's out of it for me what about you
0: um that seems that seems fair i will say maybe that's a little bit of your um like city bias kind of slipping in because the other part of this is that gets set up is. Forest tie city at the weekend to kind of set up this uh Arsenal back up top, right? Um, and it really was like a commanding win for Arsenal. They get the Jorginho banger that turns into an own goal. Martinelli gets kind of that um like big like highlight moment as he's like the only one on the they brought the keeper up, Aston Villa did Emmy Martinez to try to get a late equalizer on a corner and um and Martinez for Arsenal just basically gets to walk it in the goal. Right? He does like the pre-celebrate thing. Was it as cool as our guy, Brendan Aronson? No, no, it wasn't. But you know, like but it was a it was a big fun moment um for sure for that team. Um Fulham beats Brighton, I want to say is kind of a big thing. At the bottom of the table though, Everton against Sean Deitch get a one nil win over yeah. Leeds united are we yeah. worried about the american boys there
1: we definitely have to be man like it's it's a it's a run now here so yeah we're um we're definitely worrying about them it was a big weekend at the bottom just kind of all together like bournemouth got a win over wolves also um mm-hmm.
0: yep. forest
1: picked up that point at home in the city which is not a point yeah. they would have chalked up earlier in the year i, Southampton I beat think, Chelsea, I like think we the said. top
0: three or the bottom three have switched with the like Numbers like four, five, and six from like one week to the next week, basically.
1: Like, yeah, there's been a
0: ton of movement at the bottom. I, it's something like if we would have got this podcast off Tuesday, I had that like dialed in, and now I've forgotten it as it's a couple of days later. But, um, but it, like seriously, it was a crazy weekend. And then Leeds Southampton this weekend is another I huge think, one. I mean, whether you want to selfishly say it's Tottenham Chelsea on Sunday, but like that's a huge game. <laughs>
1: for sure right it's a huge game man. yeah that's um going to be huge in the relegation like we we look we we got a solid race at the top for sure still and this race at the bottom just you like dude it, it's literally like you could pick
0: Why? pick if you if you could only focus on
1: one i don't know which one i would pick right you got like you could put eight teams in a hat right and just pick out three that could be relegated and i would i would probably say yeah i could see that happening for any combination you came up with
0: that, that was going to be my my question to you here, bud. If you had to just pick three teams, if you just, you know what? The records are out. Any of those bottom six teams, you can just relegate them today. Who would you pick, like, based on, like, deserving to be there more? Who would you relegate up?
1: Um, I'd relegate Southampton. Yep. Because I think we've been on the record of saying, I don't like their approach this year.
0: Okay. I, okay.
1: I would probably look, I don't have any vendetta against this team, but I would probably relegate Bournemouth just because they don't really move my needle when I watch them okay. play. And I would say up until this point, I would have always said Everton, right? But the, the Deitch man Trained seems to Deitch. have
0: changed your cold heart. The, just the really Deitch,
1: he's just, he's, he's shown some type of light onto me, I guess. So look, man, like if I'm betting, I'm, yeah, saying, I'm saying I'm saying leads dude I don't want to but I'm oh, saying no.
0: leads see I, I think if if you go with I was thinking of it more as like who deserves it right and I think when you talk about who deserves it I think like weirdly and I would put them in like 17th right or 18th whatever it is 18th. I think West Ham has kind of deserved it to this point like
1: uh, they're the, with the guys. lack of response yeah I, guess the I would lack kind of, of agree response. with
0: you a team that's like was almost playing in Europe last year or was playing in Europe. They were playing in Europe. They almost yeah. won the Europa
1: League last year. They got to the I final know. of the Europa League. Yeah. And they've
0: got all these pieces that I think are very good players. And they just don't do anything with them. And David Moyes is just like, oh, they would never fire David Moyes. And I keep th- asking why. Right? I've said it multiple times on here. Like, what is the deal? And then they get like, um, yeah, okay, like, oh, great job. You took points off Chelsea. Yeah, you and everybody else, bud. Getting points off of Chelsea is not – how you stay not how you're good enough to justify your job Nathan Jones took points off Chelsea this earlier this season guess what barely took points off of anybody else man one of the worst sitting on his couch now (laughs) 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 yeah and Southampton pulled the double on Chelsea this year right get ready for that fun stat next year to be brought up in the first five minutes of the first Chelsea Southampton game
1: well you might have to worry about that So So, it'll it'll for sure be up
0: in the first five minutes of that broadcast and uh so chelsea actually looking for their first win here and well
1: that's what i'm saying you might you might not have to wait for like two years for that because southampton i look they beat you guys right but i i still don't feel good about them right
0: (laughs) i i I, if it was just up to me to pick i think i would go i think everton still kind of deserves to go down right dice has been really good for them but I kind of like what I've seen from Bournemouth more as a whole season, right? Like, Dice is probably going to be good enough to keep Everton up, but they haven't, I don't know, like, do we really want to, like, have more people playing low-block football? That's kind of your That's kind of your take, I guess. It's like, do we want to mm-hmm. have more teams playing negative? Oh, I don't want Because Bournemouth doesn't play that negative, especially because Bournemouth doesn't play that negatively against any team they reasonably think they could beat. Everton parks the bus against like everybody parked the bus against a bunch of middle school
1: girls. Yeah.
0: And Sean Dyche would really have James Tarkovsky getting into the box on headers. Um, and I I feel,
1: yeah, go ahead. I was just, I feel that sentiment, right? Like I have a weird, I kind of always have when they're up in the premier league, I have like a weird kind of soft spot for Bournemouth. I don't know why it's just like, I kind of always, am like, they're so underdoggy, like with the amount of money they spend, I always kind of root for them, but it's like, they don't play the worst football too. Like you say all the time, like they're at least if they think they have a shot, they'll kind of sort of go for it. At least it's kind of, it's like, it's like when you're chatting with your boys, right. And you like, you're like gauging how attractive you think like some females are. And there's like this one girl and your friends are all like, Oh no, she's not that
0: cute. And you're just like,
1: really weirdly. I'm like very attracted to
0: her. (laughs) Like, you know, that weird attraction, (laughs) you kind of everything going on right now. (laughs) I don't know what I'm seeing or not seeing, but, um, but that, whatever that is, is working for me. Um, so, I like, I would put Everton down there just because I feel like they've ruined this thing. And I kind of, maybe, maybe it's me just wanting to see, like, Bournemouth has gotten, like, 80% of what they could have been this year,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And they're
0: fighting. They're kind of on that same, and, like, also, are any of Bournemouth's players very good? Like, who's your favorite Bournemouth player? Don't say Peter Billing, because he's always the only one I could think of, and I don't know why. Um Because he's been Jaden
1: Anthony, he's kind of fun ish,
0: but like they're doing more with less, right? For sure, just re sign Jordan Pickford, the England goalie, to a a contract. I know he plays goalie and that kind of thing, but they're selling young, young star potential players to like Newcastle for 40 million. That's not fun. I, I so I would, I would send down west ham i would send down everton and i think i also would agree i would send down Leeds because i just they've really kind of broke my heart over the last it hurts and it doesn't have anything to do with getting fired it's more just about like watching tyler adams claw and fight and then just like something catastrophic happens it's like oh buddy i don't want to see you playing the championship but if you could be like a 20 million dollar sale to a team that's respectable and you're going to start for the next like three years for them that'd be great
1: right that's yeah, kind of what
0: uh, we thought we were getting with leads after they stayed up last year. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, this will be respectable. This will be good.
1: But, well, you think about the people they bought in too, but it's just not yeah, clicking. Nope. They did finally bring in a manager the other day. So we should touch on congratulations. That, uh, that they, after this, like, it, it's felt like a journey for them to find a manager after they sacked Jesse Marsh. <laughs> but, yeah. um, they do finally they bring in Javier Garcia. Um, I believe he. Am I mistaken? I think he used to be at Watford, and he was not very good there. So I don't know. I but I, I think they went through like thirty guys that they were trying to get yeah, before exactly. they found one. So
0: yeah, just we're to have somebody like you at least got a feeler. You got a call. It wasn't yeah. a hard offer or anything, but they were like, "Is Spencer looking to move right now? What's his work visa situation? Like you know, yeah, I mean- you at least got a got a kind of preliminary talk."
1: i i can't confirm they didn't get to me on the list but i, okay. I can't imagine i was too far behind um javi garcia gonna, so
0: i was gonna say if this is another like i get up from the table for five minutes and you know F- fabricio romano shows up and i'm gone for you know hey we got to move the pod for two days and it's like oh why oh i'm moving <laughs> i'm moving <laughs> to england to coach Leeds.
1: i'm actually you going to, to, to be in charge of Leeds this uh saturday sorry i gotta go buddy but um <laughs> yeah i'm with you they're tough um just to wrap out wrap the Premier League, we didn't mention them. We mentioned West Ham who lost. Uh, they lost to Tottenham who moved into the top four after Newcastle had that loss to Liverpool we referenced off the top. So Tottenham back in the top four. Got to at least mention Spurs. They're, you know, yep. they're neurotic, but they're, I don't know. They don't have, they don't carry any momentum going into this game. So we'll we'll see what happens. Spurs is neurotic. I never know what I'm going to get from them. So they'll, we'll they'll
0: definitely happens. make the earlier rundown next week. I can tell you that much. <laughs>
1: For sure um let's look at europe though really quick and the only thing yeah. we kind of highlighted is uh we got to talk about the bundesliga
0: really quick man because it's bundesliga. dude it's crazy it's it's when the we, most if okay i'm saying i'm not paying attention i just assumed bayern munich walks away with this thing every year what's going That's, on well I, first of all i tell you that uh you're almost always
1: correct <laughs> but yeah, this bet. year right Munich seem a bit off of it. We have a three way tie at the top of the table wow. right now. M- Munich technically on top with a goal difference, but all on forty three points is Munich, Dortmund, and FC Union Berlin.
0: Union, Union,
1: um, who are they? They've only been up in the top uh, division. Flight I think this is their. Second. I think this. I think this third is their year? second, maybe their third year, but yeah. they'd never even been in the top flight until then. They were. Um, I mean they're the second biggest team in their city beside, behind um is it
0: Yeah, they're they're a very big team. They're kind of uh
1: uh Hertha Berlin. Uh, that's who I'm or, thinking of.
0: Yeah, they're they're kind of uh similar to like Nottingham Forest, where they're a big club that has fallen apart, right?
1: well um, they've never been up. No, they they No never no no that's what I'm saying,
0: but well I'm i but historically they're like a bigger club, I think. Am I, I getting that wrong? So.
1: No, oh, I think yeah? you're like like Hertha's the big club in Berlin. This is like oh, if a I,
0: I am thinking of Herdom.
1: Yeah, this is this is like if um I don't know, maybe a like Brentford were who just kind of got up, were like really like at the top of the table in the Premier like type of thing. So that's really cool. Um and even behind those three teams that I mentioned, right? That's there's Freidberg, who's on forty points, and uh Leipzig, who we've, you know, gone into at 39, and um even Frankfurt's in at 38. Like there's only what is that eight points between sixth and first place, which is wow. for the Bundesliga crazy. Um, yeah, it's fun, man. This is fun. Uh, this is, I'm going to be why I look that probably after the prim, the Bundesliga is the one I watch the second most. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll be kicking on games whenever they're on for sure. And we have a big one coming up this weekend in <laughs> Munich and union play this weekend, man. That's wow. a first versus third, really fun one um if you're not a big bundesliga watcher that's one i definitely suggest on um sunday that one's (laughs) if you're not a big
0: bundesliga watcher it's a there's always something insane happening in a bundesliga game i don't know why that is but something crazy is always happening so just my recommendation turn it on if you get a chance
1: yeah, it's high event soccer for
0: sure in the Bundesliga,
1: but All that's right. one to keep an eye on.
0: All right, bringing um, it to low event soccer, Spencer. We have the start of the MLS right here, right now. And uh, I was thinking we could kind of cover it in a in a different way than we would cover other leagues.
1: Yeah, Andrew, um, MLS, man, not... Look, uh, let's just be completely transparent here. We should probably just lay it out this way. You and I, very casual MLS observers at this point. <laughs> Super casual. Super casual. We're basically like... not
0: even dating the MLS anymore. At this well,
1: <laughs> <point>. <laughs> it's it's definitely like a <laughs> – you like see – some girl you like is on Instagram. She posts uh, like a photo with a guy or something. You're like, what's going on there? And you like stalker or something, you know, it's, it's that, like, that's us with MLS, right? Like they post something on Twitter and they're like, Oh, well, traffic like, maybe I'll see
0: what's going on there. Oh, like what time is that? Ooh, it's at the time of a college basketball game. I'm busy. Huh. <laughs> mm. but, <laughs> look, we
1: have um chatted, right? Obviously I am St. Louis based and we have a new expansion team, which Literally every prediction I've seen has them either last or second to last in the Western conference. So that's a lot but does of does that
0: mean they'll get relegated, Spencer? Oh, it doesn't mean that. It oh, so not nothing that. matters. All right. My <laughs> issue with MLS. Um, not to go over pro row for the fifty thousandth time.
1: Oh yeah, we can get into MLS logistical things in a minute. But
0: what I'm I, thinking is I think and I and I've we've we've talked about this. I've I've decided to go in on it as well. Yep, We're just going to kind of adopt the St. Louis team. Love it. Sorry about Chicago Fire and the Houston Dash. Houston Dash? Dynamo? I think I just named the women's team. That's how much I care about the MLS. I I accidentally named the women's team in the NWSL. Big NWSL guy. Shout out Houston Dash, man. Um, Chicago Red Stars? I could... We can we can go on about this. I, I feel like a Gotham FC, uh, Angel City FC, Angel City FC. I think is the name oh, one.
1: I don't. You're uh, you're pushing Thorns. it. For, I, no, I would like I to get it. out of this conversation. <laughs>
0: we, we, well, well, we got the Women's World Cup coming up, Spencer. You yep. got to think about it. Hundred um, percent. I'll be locked in for that. That that we will be locked in for that. Um, shout out to them for winning the She Believes Cup this week, though. Yeah, shout out USA USA. Um. But I think what we're going to do is kind of slowly adopt this expansion team, the Roman berkey led side, featuring Indiana Vas- uh, Vasilev, formerly of Aston Villa. And uh, there's another guy, too. So I looked Nicholas at your Nicholas Giacchini. Yeah, Nicholas Giacchini. I feel like over under two and a half caps for Nicholas Giacchini, Spencer. The rest of his career? No, no, no. Right now, today. Because he's played for the U S Oh, over under 2.5. I'm going to look it up.
1: Oh man. I'm going to say, I I know I've seen him play at least once. Right. I remember him scoring a goal in a like friendly or something. I'm going to say, Oh, he's got a horrible
0: name to spell. Holy cow.
1: Oh, it's tough. Like G I O A C C H I N I or something
0: that throws me. Um, I'm going to go
1: over though. Two and a half. I can think of at least one.
0: You're saying he's got at least three caps. At least
1: three, right?
0: Yeah, kill time while I'm looking this up here. I'm sorry.
1: But I'm just thinking, right? He's got the one for, I know he scored a goal. I know he has a U.S. goal. I remember it happening because I was like, he scored a goal. And I was like, who is this guy? I had to Google him. Oh, Oh my gosh. Spencer, three
0: goals. Eight caps. Eight caps. Did we just solve our number nine problem? I don't know. You might have solved Chelsea's. I getting like in Todd's ear. Come get this first round pick from MLS. He uh, played occasionally. Golly, man. Eight caps. But like that said, we're joking about it. We are going to attempt to watch this team, even though they have made it damn near impossible, putting all this stuff on Apple, right? Yeah. Um, we're going to attempt to watch this team. You will have a better shot of that than I am. And we will, this will be kind of our, this is our MLS adopted team. If it's yeah. ever going to take in us right now, it's with these guys wearing these fuchsia-colored shirts, man. 100%. You guys got a decent logo. The worst acronym, I think, in all of sports. Go ahead and say it for me. S-T-L-C-S-C. That's a S-T-L-C-F-C. What are we S-C. doing? S-C. It's even worse. Hey, why would you <laughs> pick the same letter again? Throw a different one. <laughs> I'm talking myself out of this. We've, we've agreed that's, to do this. That's um, another
1: say that five times fast. STL CSC STL CSC. Yeah, yeah. No way. No way.
0: No, it's 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 brutal. Um, and we are going to kind of take it as as it comes here, and mm-hmm. we'll be. I think I think I can assuredly say we're going to be the foremost STL CSC podcast. Nailed it. That only pretty much talks about European soccer.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I think we'll look as the season goes on. Right. I'm not going to promise every week, but I think we'll try to incorporate like a little MLS minute or something, MLS moment at some point in the pod, kind of just keep an eye on it, like paying more attention this year. Right. Like you said, um, harder to do because this whole Apple TV deal thing, but you'll we'll be trying to keep tabs on what's going on in the old domestic league.
0: I, I, th- I thought about this earlier today. I didn't run it by you. So if you don't like it, veto it right now. Okay. I'm thinking I would like to each to try to adopt a player we think is actually good at soccer. Right? Okay. So like maybe like, you know, it's not just looking down and going, Oh, Cade Cowell, because he gets two caps for the US. I'm talking about like some weird left, like the kind of guys you fall in love with with like watching Fulham play. Yep. Right? Where you're like, oh, do I have like I mean, I know he's American, I'm just picking the most obvious one, but like, do I love Tim Ream? I do love Tim. Reap. Like as we try to watch a little bit of MLS soccer here, I, I I think in like three weeks, we should each come back with like our MLS crush.
1: Just who's some just random kinda, player. Who's just
0: somebody who's caught your eye a little bit. They don't even have to be good. They could be in for five minutes at the end of the game, but like, you know maybe they do like an elastico or something nasty You're just like sometimes you know? somebody just soul. speaks
1: to you like just that guy that kind of speaks to your soul right i'm down like yeah we'll we'll, we'll circle back after like a month or something and
0: we'll, we'll iron out <laughs> the idea it literally i just thought of this about 20 minutes ago but i would like to each of us to come back with an mls crush in at least three weeks
1: 100 percent. i think we can definitely work that out um,
0: non non stlsc player
1: fair it's got to be yeah. someone
0: else we got to expand our horizons a little bit,
1: I'm gonna try to get to a game here soon, right? So maybe okay. I see like somebody against us, um, at the new park, and maybe they oh. like, like I catch, um,
0: catch your eye from across the room, yeah, something Linda's like that. Just like, looking at you like, S- S- Spencer, what are you doing? What's going nothing. on here? There's nothing, nothing <laughs> but serious. I think, um, brush their shoulder. Oh, will
1: be memorable. <laughs> I think, yeah, like we're, um, we're gonna try to lock in a bit more to the MLS. I'm gonna just uh, let's be. Quite upfront with it. If um, you're coming to us for MLS
0: breakdowns, like that's not going to be our cup of tea. But we'll try to. Uh, but if it- you're listening to us and you want that, you should say it. Yeah, we can adjust. Maybe, oh, maybe somebody catches our eye. We're happy to give what the people want.
1: Hundred percent. But um, look, I'm just trying to be genuine here. We're going to start locking in a bit more to it for sure. It's just it is not my area of expertise, not yours either, and. Nope will grow with us grow with us as we grow into this MLS a bit more this season it's the most excited I've ever been
0: for an MLS season it's not even as, close. as I mean. you should you've got a team now right you've got a team now you've got you've got some homegrown talent I mean that's already kind of bypassed you guys right but it's you're not in two years if Tim Ream is you know coming back to kind of his hometown home area and you know, if Josh Sargent wants to take like a Leo Messi deal to come back home, you know, after proving he's the greatest striker in the world, you guys got the inside track <sighs> on that.
1: There's like, right, this is the thing I'm trying to learn with MLS as I get into it, is there's all these weird fucking rules, it's, man, right?
0: It's horrible for rules. St. <laughs> well, Louis has my like- TAM player, but I actually I don't have enough GAM left, so I yeah, actually, I traded my fourth round pick in next year's Super Draft for extra TAM.
1: What? yeah dude it's i'd rather yeah. have a smoke
0: <laughs> i and this is what i'm talking about you're making no relegation soccer and more rules oh thank god
1: well, yeah and i look i think that this is a whole debate we don't have to get into right i get that it's different like american sport is just different than english or european or rest of the world sport right it's unique to here. they're trying to do what fits in america right but it right. is complicated as you're trying to grow into it but the, the weird rule I was going to reference is that Draw I saw us. that
0: grow with yeah. us as we maybe have a favorite player whose contract we don't understand or For how sure. they can being paid. But um, like St. Louis
1: has like a right of first refusal on like Josh Sargent If he comes back to MLS, like they get first dibs basically on him. I read. So any,
0: anytime you can do things that, uh, Red Auerbach's Boston Celtics, use, utilized to dominate the nineteen sixties and fifties with basketball, with regional draft rights that the NBA like thought was a bad idea. I don't know. Sixty years ago, you got to take that opportunity. You got to put that rule back in. Golly, man!
1: Hundred percent. And one I thing we should.
0: MLS. Uh, so it's going to be a hard conversion for me. Spencer has this we'll easier outlet, so gonna be a little bit of a uh of a yin yang type of thing here but i'm i'm gonna give it a shot i'm gonna open my heart just a little bit to the mls and see see what we have here
1: we'll get you there buddy but i mean well the next thing i was going to talk to you about really quick before we get off mls is they okay. announced a new they announced a new playoff format but if you're gonna you know be a little oh best of three salt- right <laughs> dude it's oh i, I pulled it up because i had to read it to make sure i didn't get this wrong right so
0: oh, i hope there's a lot of rules oh it's
1: Crazy. Super complicated. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, so this is kind of what we're looking at, right? <laughs> is nine teams qualify. There's a nine versus oh, eight nice. play in game.
0: Nine. Nine, nine teams
1: from each conference, right? So there's eighteen teams, nine how versus eight teams. teams, are, teams. Oh,
0: mm, how many teams are in the MLS right now? Because uh, it's 28 it's not 30. right now. <laughs> 18 this, teams.
1: Yeah, sixty-two percent of the league will make the playoffs is what I heard earlier, right? There's a nine okay. versus eight. There's never game. been a
0: better. Rele- There's never been a better argument for, releg- for relegation. Sixty-two percent of the teams make the playoffs. If you're let not me- in that group, you should immediately have to go play in Guam. Hey, you just should relax. That's How I feel. No, Saint I'm Louis sorry. might be in there,
1: <laughs> but um, let let, let's here, let me let me just run through the rest of this because right, this is crazy. It's insane, and we can. Talk about how weird it is in a second, but it's nine versus eight playing game. Then it's that first round is a best of three. Mm-hmm. Then it goes back to single elimination after that. I I'm Oh <laughs> <laughs> what? in this in the semifinals and the finals. The quarter finals it's
0: is just gonna be a coin flip. That's it. There's no soccer actually even being played. We flip a coin, one team advances. Man, it's Yeah, the the the, the conference semifinals, the
1: conference finals go back to single legs, and then the MLS Cup Finals a single leg. Like, look, okay, so right. They they they, they (laughs) did the if you if you would have ended
0: that sentence with and the MLS final will be a best of eleven home and home series, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense because none of it else, none of the rest of it made sense.
1: Yeah, it's it's a wacky format, right? This was just announced the other day too, like three days ago, earlier in the middle of this week. Um, the season starts Saturday. Tomorrow, <laughs> probably today when you're listening to this, or it's already happened, oh. and they're just like, "Oh, uh, we waited until now." Like, I think this was my understanding. It was kind of driven by Apple to get more playoff games. My question would be, why wouldn't they just do two legs and like all the rounds up into the finals? Would that not? <laughs> would the math not up right that there's three in the first round, possibly then mm-hmm. four, five, and then six if you get to the finals? You're talking like six games per team um wouldn't just two legs in each round have been more like you would have gotten more there and that makes a lot more sense it's crazy the fact i think the craziest part of this is that <laughs> that's crazy the format's insane doesn't I'm make speechless. sense to me i, I uh, yeah
0: I, my mouth's just open just I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying
1: to find the right words right because it's that's insane i think what's more insane is that like I said, the rules didn't come out until like three days before the season started. Like, what are we doing here? How Bush league is that man? That it's like, Oh, we don't know what the playoffs are. And, uh, we're literally having a film session about our first opponent right now. And we don't know what happens if we finish in a top eight seed. No idea. We'll see. I guess.
0: 62% of the league is going to make the playoffs. I think should try to past that. No, (laughs) man. And like, I know, like, I don't like the NBA playoff game. like, I don't want to, I don't want the expanded playoffs for football. Or like, yeah. Oh, more football. It's like, yeah, but some of it's kind of crappy football. And yeah. because they I'm not a fan of the like, play in. No. And, and like the way they were like, want more compelling games. Right. You can't incentivize the top of it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. You get a championship, you get all this stuff, you get more money, you get bonuses and everything else. This is not to just say the same thing again, because I know i said it five times on this podcast, The way to incentivize more meaningful football and more people to care about what's going on all the time, right, is not to have a convoluted playoff system. It is to have consequences for being bad. And this is, that's relegation, right? That's what this is. I think the the only other thing I could think of is if every week when you play, if one team beats the other, you get to just take a player off their team. Like pick up rules. (laughs) right? Like if Roman Berkey goes out there and gets shelled in the first game, imagine that happening against uh, Austin FC, right? Um, they could just pick up Nicholas Giacchini and take him with them. And if you beat any team in this league, you can just take that player from them and put him into your team. That should be the rule. That would Andrew, at least I, be interesting.
1: I got to stop you from just giving out all these on-brand MLS takes like ideas because somebody in the league might listen and they might steal you from my podcast and I'll be out without a co-host. So we got to shut my, you down.
0: Okay. My, my last question is what happens first? The MLS just gets renamed to the Apple soccer league or it's Barca <laughs> spot alone Barca Spotify alone, which happens oh. first?
1: I'm going to go with uh, Apple buys the MLS and it's just the Apple American League, the AAL or something (laughs) at some
0: point, (laughs) Oh man. It's not even part of like, I can watch Ted Lasso, right? I can watch a shrinking actually is a good show on Apple TV. They asked me if I wanted to buy the season package. Like it popped up the other day. I clicked on Apple TV to see if there was anything good to watch. They're like, Hey, would you like to spend a bajillion dollars and watch every MLS game? None of those pesky blackouts you're so worried about. Like, no, man. Like we've, we, me and you've talked about this. Like, I'm a huge basketball fan. The fact that I've never bought NBA League Pass when they've got better options and it's you get more games, right? It is insane. And that you yeah. want me to buy this? Who is this for? Who is yeah. this for? Tell me. I think. I think it's not your job. Who is this for?
1: I think that there's. Look, I think we. I planned on kind of getting into it this pod, but we're running long enough now that I think we just need to. We'll we'll have time to get to the Apple TV debate a lot throughout this season. I'm pretty sure, you know. So we'll circle back on that. Well, I'm curious to see how it works. I'm just kind of leave it at that this point and just see what
0: Apple TV bringing soccer to less and less people in America. Yeah, the Apple the Apple Soccer Guarantee. Let's get less eyes on this. How can we do
1: it? I've got a lot of concerns, uh, certainly. Um, I guess we'll give it a chance. We'll see what plays out,
0: man. I'm sorry, man. I didn't know I had 10 minutes of bad MLS thoughts. It's just... (laughs) You started talking. Hey, better to
1: better just hey put them all out there, right? Get all the negative energy out. Go into it tomorrow with an open mind, and we'll we'll see where we're at in a month when we're picking favorite players. Maybe we'll just go completely just rebrand to an MLS pod. <laughs> Maybe City will be out of the Champions League by then, and I'll hate European
0: <laughs> soccer. This may turn into a segment called Andrew say something nice about the MLS, and then I get mad at you for twenty minutes. <laughs> no, I don't want to. No, you can't make me. Like, you promised. It's like, oh. Well, we'll just always keep it at the end then, so then we can just move King on. Because now... It's kind of fast. Like, okay, <laughs> all right. Then we move on with our lives. Yeah. It's just me being grumpy on the end of the podcast. Yeah, right?
1: but we can, like you said, you can move it to the end because we're introducing a new thing at the end of the pod where we kind of move off soccer, Andrew. Um, we're calling this post-game pints. After we get all the soccer talk out, right? Like, you know, yep. we were
0: talking like... Let's do we something start, fun, right? We start off with fish and fries, and we, you know what? Towards the end of it, we need to be a little bit more British after talking about the MLS. It's a post-game pint, baby. <laughs> a post-game
1: pint, right? And I was thinking maybe you know, it, like like you know, you threw one at me in the middle. Like maybe we even workshop like a pre-game pint where we talk about something Ooh. different than soccer at the beginning too. We'll see how it plays. But this one today, um, an appetizer. I yeah, and hey, speaking of appetizer, it's a, it's food related, my friend. Oh okay. And, Not only is it food related, it is about, I I told you I was going to keep you on your toes. The only thing I gave you is it has to do with fries, fish and fries. The first one, the first post game pint we have fries are the main, the main topic, the the topic du jour, right? Here's what I want to do, right? I'm sure you've seen it before. You're on TikTok and stuff, like the people doing the blind rankings, right? Of like, Mm -hmm. you spin the wheel or whatever and it gives you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So what I have in front of me, right? I have, for this first one, I've commandeered a wheel of fast food restaurants, Andrew. Okay. And we are going to do a blind ranking of these fast food restaurants, one to five of their French fries.
0: Okay. So you know what's coming next? I'm playing or we're both? This is a...
1: This is a completely okay. random wheel. For those of you for here. those
0: of you at home, Spencer also doesn't know what's going to be here. We are nope. both playing. Okay. Go no, ahead. I just Spencer.
1: knew what the premise was, but otherwise we're both going into spin this. Spin the uh, wheel, Spencer. We are at the mercy of the wheel. Let's spin it the first time, my friend. And let's see what we get. Coming the wheel move. should have a
0: sound for future reference.
1: <laughs> I think it does have a sound. This wheel spins forever, man.
0: That's what I was saying. I was like,
1: ooh. Like seriously. Still going. There we... We have landed on Dairy Queen first, Andrew.
0: Oh, easy five. I'm not worried five, about it. Five, just right off. No, five. I'm not worried about it. I actually had Dairy Queen fries not too long ago. I got like a little coupon for a free Blizzard. Yup. And I was like, all right, do a free Blizzard and I'll grab some fries, right? Coming home from work. They were fine. I have higher aspirations for this wheel that I don't know what's on it. That, <laughs> that is
1: true. they are fries. like There are non... <laughs> like fucking um like fry places too on here and i'm like well like there's like a like little caesars and like dominoes oh pizza see here this
0: is what i'm saying so yeah you've got more context than i did so but, i'd like to revise like, to a four just to play it safe
1: well no i figured if we get a place like that i'll just skip it right oh, like, okay so so All right, i'll I stay think with you, a five then I've i never will say had,
0: has anybody ever enjoyed a dairy queen fry without a blizzard
1: That is fair. I I can say that I have not. I do think, right, I have not had Dairy Queen in a long time. I grew up right around Dairy Queens. I had them quite a bit, but since I've grown up and moved out, there's not, there is one near me now at my new house, but I have not gone there yet. I have, this is like the hard thing, right? Because I'm trying to think of my taste buds 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, I thought Dairy Queen fries
0: were pretty good. I'll stick them at four. I'm going to stick them at four. Are you a Dairy Queen or a Dairy Hut guy while you spin that wheel for the next one? Dairy, dairy hut. A dairy hut to me. Shout out to Oswego, Illinois. Zach, if you're listening, Brandon Megan, guys, the dairy, the dairy hut downtown Oswego. It's like a little like mom and pop shop kind of right. Mm-hmm. And basically all you could get there was like a soft serve, soft serve like twist cone, but mm-hmm. nothing hit better on like a hot day in the summer. Like Fair nothing enough. hit better. I, I will be a dairy hut guy forever because of that.
1: I think I have to be a dairy queen person just cuz I had no context to dairy hut until 14 just, seconds ago.
0: Just, just doing something different. Just you just doing something different. Fair enough. <laughs> I um
1: I was proactive this time, right? I spun okay. the wheel already and our oh, second I, wheel it landed on Popeye's, Andrew.
0: Popeye's. Oh, I'm going to go 3 for Popeye's. Here's the thing about me. I like a seasoned fry. Right? If it's not going to be one of like, I won't, don't spoil this. I don't know what's going to come up on the wheel. Right. But I've got my own personal, uh, it's Roscoe in the background for anybody listening, but um, I've got my own personal, like top three I can think of probably mm-hmm. off off the top of my head. If you're like a weird season fry, it's a really yep. good way to sneak up in my rankings. There. I'm going to put it at three. I'm be happy I, with it at three. But, I, but it depends on the Popeye's. <laughs> it
1: certainly depends, right? I'm I'm taking all of these at like face value, the best, right? Like you're getting a good batch of fries from there, because I think like, that like it's the only way to judge it, right? Like, like like if Burger King comes up on here, like Burger King's like the most inconsistent restaurant I've I will take a Burger King. I'll be fair. I'll put it sure. at, like the best Burger King fry. I, I ever think had, Popeyes
0: right? is the Burger King of the chicken game.
1: Very much so. The one by I me is actually very good. Out here. Well. I've had it a exactly. couple times. Exactly, but, but I, you think
0: of it as the good Popeyes, right? You're not just like, oh yeah, that McDonald's does fine. Like,
1: hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a big right. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in step with you on this. I'm big on the seasoned French fry. I think mm-hmm. it is in the elite category of French fries. If you put any type of like Cajun or like seasoned type There's of anything on something. there,
0: it's a little higher
1: to me. I mm-hmm. I'm a I'm also a fan of the Popeyes fries. It's like a good thickness on their fries. I, I, like, I like a little a, girth. We
0: love a thick fry. A I
1: like a little girth to my French fry for sure. Um, <laughs> look, I think Popeyes. Like we'll see what comes in this list. I can't give it number one. I'm gonna stick it at two, but a very underrated French fry. I think. Okay, all right. Very underrated. Um, we'll see. This is tough. It's a blind raking. Like we'll see if maybe, you know, that that comes back to bite me. But I'll stick it at two for now. I think. We'll be. So let's move on to the next one here, Andrew. I have I've spun the wheel and we've got a complete wild card here.
0: All right. I'm ready.
1: (laughs) Definitely a restaurant with French fries. Long John Silver's.
0: Oh, absolutely. A number four, I think, is the lowest I have available. (laughs) Long John Silver's have better food. Have you ever seen anyone inside a Long John Silver's? Imagine how crazy it would be to go past a Long John Silver's one and two for there to be like a line like I, I don't think I've ever seen any. There was a Long John Silver's in Illinois that was right by where we worked and I couldn't ever tell if it was open. I drove by it every day. I drove by it every day multiple times a day and I couldn't tell whether it was open or they were remodeling it or what. So I have to give this basic non-existent restaurant four, and that's only because five is there. I don't think they have french fries. I know they reportedly have fish, but there's no shot. You could do like a fish and fries special there. It doesn't exist. Go ahead, bud. Tell me wrong, I guess, but that place doesn't exist.
1: Andrew, the disrespect... To the fast food fish game, I'm a fan of Long John Silver's. McDonald's man. does
0: it by accident. They get they get them with the McF the yeah. the uh, the fish. Yeah, they get smoked. Fuck that, that. trash
1: ass sandwich that only tastes like American cheese at McDonald's, dude. I look, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I'm at Long John Silver's all the time. It might be it might be the same thing as Dairy Queen, right? I grew up like my grandma was in my house, and she like the people who love Long John
0: Silver's are old people, right? <laughs> sure man. i've literally never met one your that's, that's grandma's as, you telling me this story about your grandma is as close as i've ever come to someone
1: <laughs> but like every time i would go to like a long john silvers or a captain d's
0: every time seems
1: insane like, well, it's like it's it's is. it's a very captain same d's thing, nuts. Is, that what that is?
0: is that just a big <laughs> yeah, stuff for that, like that. joke
1: cool. it's a it's a very old crowd I in those places joke. though
0: right <laughs> I'm so it's a very,
1: it's a very old crowd. So, like maybe I've been driven by my uh, beloved grandmother that she's gotten me there. Look, shout out, to Granny. I, I, shout out Granny, but I ain't giving them like number one spot. That's chaos, right? There's no way I'm coming in that aggressive.
0: Okay, let's get back to the question at hand. What do their fries taste like? I can't give you a long or short, crinkle, non-crinkle. I can't tell you anything about them. They're like a battered fry. What?
1: Yeah. Oh. It's almost like a, more like a batter on them than like a, like it's, it's, uh, Hey, I, I look, I, it's been a good long while since I've had any, I'm a fan. I, I mean, I got, I'm, it's basically right. I'm not putting them one. Sure. Oh, I, I, I have three or five left. Otherwise, oh, fuck you have it. One, put,
0: three and five. So you gotta, you gotta be definitive about
1: it. Uh, I'm going to stick them right in the middle. I'll put them at three, man. Okay. I'll put them at three. Okay that's a tough man i
0: might it doesn't exist i don't
1: i'm playing both sides of the fence here though right because i'm like oh yeah they're um their fries are like you're like totally shitting on young john silvers it's pretty good but like i can't like they're probably gonna be five In, out of what she's come up so far
0: well but but also you know it'd be like where's your favorite place to go on vacation oh um hogwarts like hogwarts doesn't really exist you know, like you can go to Disney and, you know, you can go to Orlando and like kind of pretend you did Hogwarts or, or you can go to England and kind of pretend you walked around the castle they used in the movie. But like, you can't go to Hogwarts. right? Like,
1: That's not real. Fair enough.
0: Oh, I went to Long Town with my granny. It's like, no, that was a bad dream, Spencer.
1: <laughs> Maybe out. I might have had a lot of just bad dreams. Apparently that is totally possible, man. I don't know. All um,
0: those battered fries you're having.
1: Y- you can't, you can't it's give this me this. You can't give me this. What did you on the next
0: order one? at it? What did you order there? Like a fish
1: and chicken combo, maybe like a butterfly shrimp once in a while. Okay, all right. It's like a basket okay. type of deal.
0: Grossy. I'm shocked, but go ahead. I'm a
1: fan. Maybe you should try tried sometimes. A lot of people. It gets a lot of shit, man. I can't. I, I'm I'm probably on the wrong side of history. I here, thought I
0: was I'm being nice and saying I could never <laughs> tell if they were open or not. And I drove past this place every day for three years. Well, apparently
1: they're not really. My grandma's just keeping them all in business. That's totally possible. And a few other old people. (laughs) This one, you can't give me this shtick, though. This one, you you definitely had this one before. Okay. The classic waffle, man. A fucking Chick-fil-A waffle fry. Where are you going with
0: it? What do I have left? I have the the number one spot available. Mm -hmm. And I think I have the three spot. No, I think I have one and two. I think are what I got left. So you went
1: Dairy Queen five. Yep, and then Long John Silver Four, four. and Shop exist. obviously, yeah, you're at one and two, so you're at you're at your I'll goats.
0: I will give it. You know what? I'm actually gonna give it a one because I don't know what else is out there. I'm okay calling it the best fry of the choices given, right? And maybe that comes to bite me in the butt. Now that we got basically one little spin of the wheel left, I'll tell you what my top what my top three are. That's a Portillo's fry, that's a Culver's fry, and that's a McDonald's fry. And two of those are based on things I can't have all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are two of those are, are almost nostalgia fries. For sure. Right? McDonald's. Long John you. Silver's I, fry. Well, no, no, no. These are real. Um, these are real, <laughs> they're just regional. Um, <laughs> um but I, I I I do think they do a good job with the fry. Um, I think maybe the most disappointing thing is there's never any bag fries.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just it's just a tough look because those it are so tough. good. Um, but I think their waffle fry is just—I think it's really solid. I think it's a really good fry. Go ahead, bud. I'm a,
1: in general, right? I what do you have paints. left? I
0: guess first.
1: I have in I have in the future. In, in, five. The future
0: I, in the future, I will keep track of. We
1: should keep on track. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is a workshop. I have one in five, right? So I'm very much have to die on a hill either way at the top for the bottom. Okay.
0: <laughs> Go ahead.
1: I feel bad, right? Because this is oh, – now, no. now that these are the margins, right? I would have sure. ranked them ahead of Dairy Queen and Long John's probably.
0: Right. But because I'm going to have, have to stick them at five. Okay.
1: I, I'm going to have to stick them at five, and that's really based on – I'm not the biggest waffle fry person. It's not my first choice. Theirs are good, but I think also what makes them very good is that I dip them in Chick-fil-A sauce, which I could – you could put anything in Chick-fil-A sauce, and it's very I good.
0: I don't think you can penalize them for that, though. I They're, think that it's –
1: I it's think like if a right, really
0: it's like when a really good like golfer comes from a rich family, it's like it's not his fault. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's not his fault his dad yeah, owns like Chase. It's not bang. his fault they have access right there to Chick fil A sauce, right? Like think about it. What are we doing for Arby's? It wouldn't just be like a curly fry every now and then It's like a weird thing you do. Like Yeah Yeah. yeah I, think, I, I don't think you can penalize look, them for that. I think I think they're a solid fry. Look, I don't I just think just call it's, it the worst fry in the world, but <laughs>
1: I, I think, look, I, I've said it's it's that was a tough one, right? I, I think if I'm going to have to be nitpicky, I think the fry by itself, not as great. Like I would rather dip a McDonald's French fry in Chick-fil-A sauce if yeah. I was able to commandeer think, that combo or something, you know? So win. I think that's, I, I have to kind of penalize them. And look, I like I well, said, I, that, feel, that's almost I feel bad.
0: Same, that's the same thing I put it at that one, because I was more afraid of what was out there and you got me then like, Agreeing that the greatest fry of all, well, you've already spun, so let's uh let's see what else we got out there. Spencer, again, having the advantage here by knowing what he's picking here at a time. What are you gonna go ahead and call the best fry, Spence? What did we spin the wheel and get?
1: Well, it keeps landing on pizza restaurants, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see, that's that. See, uh, that's that's how you gotta play this game. No, you gotta Andrew. play this game. What's up, no, Andrew? We got a good one for number one for me, and okay. for you. number two no, for here, so not oh, no, number two. Okay, well, it is the McDonald's French fry, Andrew.
0: Happy with it? Happy with it? Um, would put it at one. It's the most consistent fry in the game. Um, really? I think I it think, lacks think consistency. It, no, I think it's the I think it's the most consistent fry in the game. Um, it's the fry you're going to actually. You know what? I'll put it this way: it's the fry you're going to the most often. Oh, what I sounds good? Like fair. oh, McDo- like a warm McDonald's fry. You already said you're like envisioning the best version of it. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about when you get like the soggy fries from the crappy McDonald's, mm-hmm. but like there's not as much variance there. Like you get a pretty decent fry most of the time, man.
1: Yeah, I, I'd say right. I that the issue is the inconsistency in which McDonald's you're at, the quality of the French fry itself. If you're taking it at its best, though, I think McDonald's is a you know, a top option here that it's a, yeah. it's a nice consistently like the texture and the the fry, the consistency fry to fry in a good batch of fries is there. Right. I, I get yes. what you're saying there. That's very much so. It's a I low think, variance fry. I think McDonald's French fries, right. I'm, I'm happy to put them at one. Cause like I said, I'm taking them at the rest. Like McDonald's French fries are like, they're like Liverpool. They're at their peak, like a few years ago, like whatever, like when they're playing rock and roll football, those are rock and roll French fries, man.
0: They could be off it's of it. It's heavy somebodies. metal. You've said it it's like three heavy times. Metal. It's heavy metal. Rock and roll football is like what they're playing now and it's not working because you got to commit to heavy metal if it's not it. There. <laughs> I corrected yeah, you the you first get... time. I got I to jump on you again. Actually.
1: Fair enough. I, that's a good way to put it. But like if, when you get the heavy metal McDonald's French fries, yeah, I think they're, they're number one in the game. They're winning the Premier League those years of like the, mm-hmm. the French Fry Premier League. They are winning their top of the table when you're getting the, that heavy metal French Fry from McDonald's. Yep. And sometimes they lull a bit. Sometimes, like I said, they're playing a little or You go to a bad McDonald's, and it's more of an Eric Clapton vibe. Like, you know, that one might finish closer to mid-table. Sure.
0: But. but even then, you're getting a Premier League level fry. Sure, right. absolutely. I, I, this is not like a relegation they're, they're, French Fry. They're salted well right? Like they're salted. Well, sometimes people say too much salt. I'm not one of these people. Not me. Um, but my question to you is one, love it. Love that this just went down the way it did. Um, two, what is your sneaky fry? Cause I have one, I've been thinking, I, when we started this, I was like, I kind of low key hope this fry comes up from a place that has fries, but not what you would think of mm-hmm. because I think they make a really solid fry. Um,
1: I know I'm asking sneak. you to just pull one out of the blue. If you need
0: to think about it, I've got well, mine like locked and ready to go.
1: Uh, well, I think here. Yeah. Can you go with yours first? Because hey, I, yes, I, no. I, I, that, I need the definition. It's more of, I have a couple in mind, well, but like, what is, how do you, sure. I, I'm curious here's, what your level of. Here's sneaky where I'm is. going.
0: Here's where I'm going. So the other day I'm a big, like, if you send me coupons in the mail, right. I will go. go there for lunch. Right. Like I will like, Oh, I got $2 off, whatever. Right. I got $2 off. A KFC box combo.
1: Ooh, they're underrated fries. So we
0: we're talking about the the Popeyes fry, right? Yeah. They've kind of gone in like a more because they used to have the potato wedges, which I actually think are like way underrated.
1: Those were good too.
0: Those are really good. But they've got like kind of a more of a battered breading type of thing going on with their fries. Really, I was like impressed. I was like look at you guys changing sure. stuff up and they didn't yeah. yell about it. It's not like when Wendy's got new fries and they were like, we got new fries. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, just, I just quietly doing the thing. I was like sneaky. I was like, I would sneaky. Like if I was going on like a little drive through run just to get some fries, I would consider it.
1: Right. I would consider yeah. it. I so rarely have KFC like as a restaurant. Yeah. That,
0: that's the other part of it. So it's, like I hadn't
1: had their fries ever either. I think the only reason I had them was, um, it was about a month ago or so now uh, my wife and I were out trying to get food at some other chicken restaurant and their drive-thru had taken like 30 minutes and we were finally like, screw it. We'll go up the road to KFC and we're <laughs> like, I guess we'll settle for this. And I got the fries and I was like, it's the first time I had them since they bought them. I was like, whoa, what? These are, yeah. these sneaky. are sneaky.
0: Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah. Like, sneaky. and I was like, like that, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about like, oh, I don't know if you like, uh, this was a place called five guys. They have really good fries. Like, everybody knows that. Yeah. It's not sneaky. They just changed their KFC. Just changed their stuff up, and I think they get to, should deserve some respect for it.
1: For sure, I think that if I'm picking a s- sneaky one, like the first thing that came to my head was like Culvers because it's more of like a burger and ice cream and place. Don't miss-
0: and 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 the and cheese, cheese burgers, curds, right? Like they have, the, a, they have yeah. other
1: yeah big options. I'm just, I'm a big sucker for any crinkle cut. I think crinkle cuts are oh, very so good the,
0: fries. If you if you heard my top three, it was yeah Portillo's and Culvers, and guess what? It's two crinkle
1: cuts yeah like a place that has like i would think most people would say like not very good fries that i like will enjoy once in a while like usually i, I have to be completely like beyond inebriated to crave this place but <laughs> like a white castle like their fries once in a while crinkle like just little crinkle, just a crinkle if you if you put a crinkle there i'm okay with it like if i'm you, just if gonna you, be okay if you
0: took if you took if you surveyed um america's 100 top fast food restaurants White Castle most often has the soggiest fries. Yeah. It used to be the only place open in Oswego growing up at a certain time of night. So you'd have sure. to swing by and get there. It was that or you go in and sit down at IHOP or uh, sure. IHOP, which wasn't happening. And the amount of times you just get like, oh, there's some potato mush in here. Really upsetting. But well, I think that's fry. not a bad I think,
1: fry. I think the big thing that White Castle realized, it's probably been about 10 years now, but they realized, huh? These fries are just always soggy, huh? Well, what if we just load them up with like cheese and bacon and ranch and they'll oh, be soggy they'll fuck anyway? Up your
0: fries. They'll, they'll fuck it up for you. Yeah. They, like I, what? They're, they're the fries you should eat with a fork because they for sure. knew that anyways. Yeah.
1: Right. But I think it was it was intelligent of White Castle to just be like, yeah, these are soggy. So let's just put, you know, liquid cheese and ranch dressing on them and just embrace <laughs> the sogginess. I think that was... Right. Uh, Look, round of applause for White Castle for that move because once you're already there, right, you're already eating like shit. You know you're going to feel bad tomorrow. You might as well just really just like John Joe Shelby, it. go two-footed in and just be like, tomorrow not going to be a good day on the toilet, but we'll no. fight that battle when we get there. Like John Joe Shelby, when he's two-footing guys, he's not thinking of the fact he's going to be suspended for three games. So just he'll deal with that when it happens. Like right, once we're there, problem. we'll do it.
0: Yeah. It's literally tomorrow's problem. And to take us from White Castle – to newcastle with john joe Selvey. that is the game of the weekend here as i think we get ready to kind of wrap it up here buddy yeah that, what a transition by you like yeah, that was kind of over i it. dude i kind
1: of like accidentally stumbled into that one but that was just me pulling out the like worst player at two-footing
0: people i could think of but <laughs> sometimes you know life's poetry sometimes well, i guess if you man. want to say somebody actually gets a card because it's like oh two-footed somebody ah, oh, Fabinho, oh gets a card no fabino <laughs> never does anything wrong I hate for being <laughs> all right. That said, I think it is time to, to wrap it up. Um, unless you got anything else, Spencer, I think, uh, I think we are good to go buddy as we head into a great weekend of games. For sure. And I
1: think, um, probably back a little earlier next week. I don't think we got to worry so much about the champions league stuff. So maybe back to a more normal schedule, but yeah, until then, um, we'll be posting whatever the schedule is on Twitter at fish fries pod. Um, yes, be sure sir. wherever, wherever you're listening Please give us a subscription, a follow, maybe drop a like or a review on there. That really helps us out. Five stars. Let us know what you want to do. Shoot
0: us a comment. Yeah, shoot us us a
1: comment. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Tell Andrew that he's got to watch more MLS. Tell us the MLS sucks. I don't know.
0: Whatever you want to do. I'm here for any combative MLS conversation. I'd love to hear about how good the players are and everything else. But uh, until next week, guys. Yeah,
1: we can get combative <laughs> next week with the MLS after St. Louis City. Maybe get smoked by Austin, who's really good, apparently, is my Roman understanding. Berkey,
0: so. Roman Berkey for life. If you guys can't beat McConaughey, I don't know what you're doing. And that's all said, right, by all right, who all lives right, all right. Those dangerous, <laughs> was dangerous, dangerous words I'm saying. But well, until next time, buddy, I think we're good. Yeah, to go, we'll man. see where the
1: cards fall and we'll get into it next week, my friend. So until then, take care.
0: All right. See you, man.